Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me as always is Matt. Yeah, let's do this. And also here's Connor. Yeah, I'm back. Oh, yeah, you weren't here last week. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for noticing, Pete. Fun times. Yeah. <laughs> Fun times. Uh, but yeah, so we talk about DC Comics on this show, and of course Comic-Con's happening, so we have a shit ton of news, which is good because we have very few actual books to talk about because for some reason week three has turned into this this desert when it comes to new issues uh the books we do have to talk about this week are justice league number four batman 51 green lanterns 51 uh the brave and the bold batman and wonder woman number six and batwoman 17 and since that's only a total of five books if you were counting along there um connor's doing both of his corner corner books for the month which is uh curse of brimstone number three and red hood and the outlaws number 23 and i'm doing my uh peter's picker like they're off for the month of hawk and dove number two so yeah that was especially uh the the right decision to do them all this week given how busy next week may be next week's a bit busier uh, I'll talk about that at the end and what's coming next week but so that's the books we've got coming uh, we'd like to see we've got a lot of news I al- we also reached out to Twitter and the YouTube comments for questions so we got some questions to, to, to tackle as well after we do, go through the news so many questions in fact we got a nice little uh, return on them that I may not even do all of them I might be select oh de- we're, we're curating them this time yeah de- 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 depending on uh, what time we're at when we're done talking about the news um, well, I might curate the the, co- uh, the questions a little bit uh, so that's what's coming up on this week's show but I think before we get to the comic book news I didn't put this in the news officially but I think we have to get because obviously me and Connor have spoken about this twice already between the TV news and between TV from the multiverse which is you know the, the DC TV show podcast me and Connor do but I think it would be odd not to get Matt's opinion on the trailer for Titans so take it away Matt so, so circle up uh, it's story time because uh, this hit and all I heard was bad things like it was just numerous of my friends not one of them had something nice to say about this trailer so I didn't watch it and then uh, one of my close friends ended up sending me a trailer reaction that I was like oh, you mother effer you're gonna make me watch this trailer aren't you so I did so I could enjoy the trailer reaction video and it was worse than I thought it was going to be. Like, there was no amount of bad news that could prep me for how bad this was. And if you guys remember, I was pretty pretty positive coming in. And I was like, oh, okay, Starfire and Beast Boy you don't look that bad. Let's get the context. I have zero faith in this now. Yeah, I... Like, after this trailer? Like, I was... I mean, we, the first images of Robin suit looked pretty good. I was fairly positive. Mm-hmm. Um... But this is edgy, thirteen-year-old written shite um, that's trying to be dark and edgy for the sake of it. The Avatar of Peace. Well, I'll, I'll be talking about the Avatar of Peace and the Avatar of War later. But the Avatar of Peace yeah. is slicing throats with her metal blades of our, of our like from our from our wing. No, in this. So, so this trailer got like a lot of comparisons to Snyder's Watchmen, and I was like, okay, well, Snyder's Watchmen. There are parts of it that are terrible, so. And then I saw it, and it, exactly, that's the first thing it reminded me of, of when Night Owl and Silk Spectre just beat yep. the shit out of guys. Like, they have superpowers. And... <laughs> uh, I mean, at, at least with Watchmen, it's, it's like, slightly more forgivable. Cause yeah, it's... because that's the point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's supposed to be hyper-violent Watchmen. It, Here's the thing, though. Well, yeah. It's like Zack Snyder and the worst of Frank Miller 
decided to screw each other and then had a baby that had no budget. Because this is the other thing, it looks really cheap as well. It looks silly cheap. Yeah, and, and, and as we've known, I've become a really big Starfire fan over the course of this show. And I'm okay with new takes. Like I don't need characters to look exactly like but this doesn't remind me of Starfire I, at all. She I, she looks like random is, fire girl. Say, I think this is the first time that uh, Pete can justifiably not recognize Starfire. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I, do. I knew that way... joke was coming. I knew it was coming. Yeah, well, it had to be done, didn't it? It, it, it did. And here's the other um, thing. It was uh, nice to see Beast Boy turn green, right? So well, I was like, okay. It turns green. Like, but here's the thing, though, Matt. Do you believe they've got the budget to actually turn them into the animals? Yeah. No, he's going no. to turn green and he'll just be like Animal Man where he kind of has the strength or whatever of whatever animal he's yeah. channeling. But, but that's not Beast Boy. It's actually at the point where no. if, you can, if you can't have Starfire be orange, if you can't have Beast Boy turn into the animals, you don't have the budget to do a Teen Titan show. Don't do it. And then, then let's talk about how that's supposed to be Dick Grayson. Oh, um, God. But he's actually well, Jason Todd. This is the thing, though. This is the thing. The only one out of us who's looking forward to this is Connor because it's a Red Hood and Outlaw oh. show at heart. So he's looking forward to I am to restraining it. myself from using some very foul language in your direction <laughs> right now. Like, so I get it. If you want an angry Robin, there's there's an angry Robin, you know? But, and I'm also like, I'm not one of these people that don't think that superheroes can't kill. I think it depends on on that character. Like Batman, that's very, very important that Batman doesn't kill. Right, because that's the central tenet. I, I think the bat I think the bat family as a whole should not kill. But obviously, those yep. exceptions where like someone, the, the whole point of Kate is that she's a little bit different, and obviously Jason, yeah. you know, the, with the whole red hood idea well, is completely what, different. But. Yeah, but, but that's why Jason stands out. That's what I was getting to. Yeah. Because you know Tim and Barbara and Dick and even Damien. Damien had to learn you can't go murdering. You know, but that's yeah. what makes Jason stand out. Is he was when he was introduced, he was DC's Punisher. And it made sense, you know. He had a very violent death in this, him reacting to it. But just upset cop Dick Grayson makes zero sense. Yep, yep. It's firing, you know, grabbing the gun and firing it at the bad guys. And as a thing, kill shots or not, I just don't like Dick firing a gun. I mean, it's just it's something I I've never just. I don't like liked. him crushing skulls under his boot. All that. That's also yeah, fair. The, the gun itself, I can because like you know he, he had guns at various points during Spiral. Yeah. And, you know, it, but it let's be honest there, here. In context. That's partly why I didn't really get into Spiral or Grayson all that much. I just didn't like that idea. But Connor, how often did he use that gun? Yeah, very rarely, admittedly. I'm yeah. just saying. And, yeah. yeah. But in context, it worked. I, I was fine with it. Well, because yeah, he's a spy. Like I mean, like like him. Let's uh, if he's a cop in his day job and he's carrying, you know, yeah. a, a gun. That, that's fine. You know. But yeah. as soon as he dresses up as Robin or as Nightwing. That you leave that at home. Yeah. 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 Like. Yeah, I I just don't want to see the visual of it. I mean, it's the same in Batman v Superman, which obviously I think this shows a lot of the same edgy crap with, but, like, I don't care if it's a dream sequence. I don't want. Unless it's specifically Batman's nightmare that he's using a gun and that's what he's scared of, I don't want to see a visual of Batman grabbing a machine gun and mowing down bad guys. I don't care if it's some future nightmare world. I just don't want to see the visual. That has yeah, no but, but, purpose for the rest of the movie. It, it actually uh, doesn't. It, it was it was pointless no, for that movie. You know what that purpose was, and it was to give us evil Superman because that's all Zack Snyder cared about. Oh, I, I don't dear. even think it was for that. I think it was just so they could make some merchandise because they had some cool designs as far as yeah, D- Duster Batman. That was <laughs> it. Yeah, Duster Batman. Was... You had the the what was the Superman soldier people called? They had a name. Lame. That's what I called him. 
Give, yeah. They gave us a pop of those things, but one pop of, of Superman. It, the character's name was in the title of the movie, and yeah. we got one pop. Like, come on. So, uh, anyways. And then Raven. Raven just, like, it's a character I don't have much affection for, and but it's a fine line, and they just... I, I, I like Raven, but not this Raven. Yeah, she's yeah. not. I, 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 Raven's grown on me over the years. Um, this Raven feels like a really bad actress. And well, I like that the plot, because John said at the panel that the plot in season one was going to revolve around her. That makes a lot of sense, given that the first Teen Titans story in New Teen Titans was about Raven and Trigon and all that yeah. stuff. But, like, nothing in this trailer. I, I have nothing positive to say. The, the um, only positive thing I squeezed out of this the other day when I was talking to Connor about it was that, well, I guess they won't pull any punches in season two if they do the whole Terra and Slade thing. They'll just go. They'll oh, go for my, it. My, my, they'll do my it. Biggest positive. But then it's not that shocking. That's true. No, that's a good point, well, Matt. It's not that shocking because everything's you know edgy and dark yeah. and shit. Yeah. No. My my biggest positive <sighs> is that it ended. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, this gives me no incentive to get the DC yeah. streaming service. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it Star Girl does though. Yeah. I'm still gonna get it. Like, come <laughs> on, I'm a mark for DC. But like, if this was the the one thing that was holding it up, like, oh. I need to see the Titan show, and that's why I'm buying it. This wouldn't have done it. Yeah. This would have done the opposite. Some people don't do it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Stargirl sounds more promising, and it sounds like it might lead to a GSA show. Yeah, and that's fine. Gazoontite. <laughs> but, yeah. And that's different because John's is going to be helming that. Like, you know, he's going to have a lot of control. He, yeah, but he created that character. The way he talked about Titans, he's, he's, like, he's brilliant defending it yeah he, he sounds, sounds like he's like into titans yeah and he's written episodes of that show it hurts so that hurts yeah, yeah honestly like i was able to explain away why his involvement in green lantern didn't work out so well i was able to explain away why his involvement like in the movies so far has not really worked because they were already kind of all in production before he got that job but honestly it's starting to feel like he's really unproven when it comes to actually working in any of the movies and tv shows so far yeah i think um Aquaman might have some of his influence, and then obviously yeah. Shazam right. and Wonder Woman 2 yeah. will have the. the and, and, will be where we see. But we've not we've not seen those yet. So right now, like the track record is actually yeah. pretty bad. It is, yeah. Yeah, judging from the images and the tone of Shazam, it seems like it's going to be okay. Yeah, you know. I, uh, I I will say his episodes of Smallville were not bad. His you no? know, his JSA stuff and his uh, his blue and Legion. gold. Oh yeah, he had the one the good. Legion as well. He had the one or two good episodes in the last entire five seasons of that show. So. Yeah. yeah, but he only wrote like three episodes, see, and they're all pretty good. I feel this is a reaction though, too. That wasn't a dig at. To, to be fair, that wasn't a dig at Smallville. That wasn't a dig at John Drell. That was a dig at Smallville for how terrible it consistently yeah. was. But yeah. I just, hmm. I, I, I'm encountering this more and more uh, the edginess and people actually liking it. But I just. Like I'll go into Reddit, and I saw people on Reddit praising the the Titans. Uh, I I have trailer. seen I have seen nothing I but negativity for this. I I have seen no. Part. No, I, I I've seen some people in like you, the YouTube comments for the video, yeah. for example, being like, I don't understand why people are hating this. This looks awesome. Yeah. Um, Screw you. Out of character. Mm -hmm. uh, dark and edgy, horrible dialogue. The F Batman line, even if that was Jason, which would, at least would fit his character, the line itself is still bad. The line itself is just edgy for the yeah, sake of edgy. Um, so, a lot of awful dialogue in this trailer, which yeah. is saying something because it's a two minute trailer. 
Yeah, but that one's yeah. that one sticks out. Uh, my whole, my yeah. favorite thing that came out of this. Now, this particularly may have been may have existed before this, but I saw it because of this, so I'm going to give it credit for it. Is someone uh, photoshopped Job from Arrested Development with the Justice League from you know from the movie, <laughs> saying we demand to be taken seriously, and that really made me laugh yeah. because it feels like no, no, we still want to be taken seriously. So let's hope Star Girl's good. Let's hope that this potential JSA is yeah. good. Let's hope the Batwoman on the CW is good. Um, me and Carr talked at length about all that stuff on the TV news and yeah. the TV multiverse podcast so go check that out so without further ado though let's get on to actual comic book news because there was a lot of that this yeah, week yeah let's get there with, uh, yeah. with uh, SDCC now obviously I've got a lot I'm going to ask you to refrain from adding stuff until I'm actually done with this because I've got yeah. quite a lot I in just, this I list just, I just want to say remember like two or three weeks ago Pete, when you said uh <laughs> that, was to quiet. that was great. That was not quiet. That that was like, oh, you can't even hear Connor over this. Yeah. <laughs> As I say, do you remember two or three weeks ago, Pete, when you said, "Nah, it's San Diego. We won't get much news. We won't get much actual comics news. It's all it's all just movie and TV now." No, nah, don't I do. No, nah, no. Nah. This is fake news. Yeah, yeah. I never said that. Granted, some of this news. No, is stuff what that what I rumored. said was the opposite of that. Everyone's just misinterpreting, right? This is just like Helsinki, right? Like, they just you, you, just you read the wrong thing. You heard the wrong thing. That's all it is. What you meant to say is that there was going to be lots of news, not that there wasn't. Look, yes. Look, even a criminal mastermind such as Lex Luthor and myself, even we sometimes will make a flub, okay? I will concede to being well, incorrect. Lex Luthor never gets it this wrong. <laughs> He can't get he can't get it this wrong. Don't, don't, don't you pretend he can't. Even a working clock can be wrong twice a day. So I'll just let that joke land. Okay. <laughs> so. I was I was gonna say something about Mussolini and the trains, but let's just let's just go. Let, let's move on. Let's, let's, move, yeah. let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Uh, I was intent, I was intentionally trying to be silly, but whatever. Okay, I was wrong. Yeah. So there's lots of news. Uh, although one or two of these things actually came before Comic Con. They came just kind of randomly. Uh, on the build up mm-hmm. to Comic Con, um, but hey, so I'll just I've got all the Bat stuff kind of bundled together first because there was a lot of Batman related stuff. Uh, so first up, uh, we got Detective Comics next run, the next team taking over that. Peter Tomasi, who was rumored for a while actually, and Doug Mankey mm-hmm. on art. Uh, they're going to start with issue nine nine four, and Tomasi's going to spearhead issue one thousand. Um, some of the wording made it kind of sound like like. I don't think so. I think he's just going to have a long run, but some of the wording almost sounded like, no, he's just building up to 1,000, and then after 1,000, there'll be something else. I mean, okay. maybe, but every time we've had a, a temporary team in the last couple of years, they've it's called very it clear. Yeah, they've called it that. It, it, was just, it was just the phrase, and the, the way they all said, there was a couple of articles that said, oh, he's building to 1,000, as if that was like... The, you know the conclusion I think to what it just he was means, doing. Yeah, I know your theory for a while has been the next person will start at a thousand and one, right? Yeah, that's that's what um, I was thinking. I think, yeah, I think the the wording for that is going no, no, they're they're taking the build up and then whatever happens yeah, yeah, in a yeah. thousand will go on they from go there. Past it. Yeah. Look, yeah. look at Connor just slyly putting in something else I was wrong about in the last couple of weeks. Look yeah, yeah I just had to get that. in Very there. neat, very very sly of him. It's fine, it's fine. Connor's wrong yeah. all the time. I'll yeah, find Tom- something. Tomasi and Monkey, they work well together. They they do, yeah. They've done some Green Lantern core. I, I think Monkey did some of the Batman run that he was on. So yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no Gleason involved on this though. No, no, well, he's yeah. on action, so the the parting yeah. ways for a while. Just yeah. and it doesn't seem like it's a bad split. It just feels like oh, no, we'll do something different with other people for a while and you yeah, know, yeah, spare just, our I mean, wings. As well as being uh, art 
you know, he's, he's been his artist, regular well, artist for a while. Yeah, well, and Monkey and Gleason, yeah. if I remember right, they have a studio together. So they work together super mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I'm sure whatever, yeah. whatever Gleason, you know, yeah, so, wants to do. So that's cool. I, I, I will, my, my only critique of this is that I would say it's a, it's a very safe choice. Would we, do you agree with that sentiment? Nah, I'm okay. I like Tomasi, so oh, no, I, li- I like Tomasi. I, I just like, like I, I feel because we, we have seen him write Batman before. It's not like this is like someone who's never written yeah. Batman. You know, it's just but it's just it's a solid, dependable, safe choice. Not not one that I'm upset with. Just one that I'm like, okay, I was I was maybe expecting more of a surprise yeah. or something, but it's cool. Flash, yeah, yeah. something flashy, yeah. I guess. But no, but it's, it's no, I mean, obviously he's very dependable. Uh, he's a solid writer, and we'll see what he does. Like, uh, except for that, like period. On Superman, yes. Really wasn't. But, but no, that's what he did too. Because there'd be stuff in, in Green Lantern Corps that was like that. There was stuff in Batman and Robin Run that yeah, was like but that. It, so. it flagged here, but it was never as bad consistently no. as that Superman Run was for a good chunk of it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember I never finished his Batman and Robin because it got really rough after Damien died for me. It, yeah, it, it did slug around for about an arc, or yeah. where it was it and became Batman and and you know rotating. Well, cast. and that's. That's with perspective now. I went back and read that, and it's actually pretty good. Like, yeah, it's okay as a whole. It just it really didn't read well at the time. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. I remember. Well, it, news. I remember it feeling tedious when it was monthly because it was like, oh, this month it's Batman and Two Face, and it was like, okay, this is just my own issue. This month is this weird. You know, it was it was kind of a weird thing when I was yeah. I was there for a Batman yeah. and Robin. Yeah, but he he brought in uh, Frankenstein too for a couple issues, so that was cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. So the, their first issue will be in December, um, and Diddy did end the Batman panel with reminding everyone the Detective One Thousand will be releasing in March twenty nineteen. So big big stuff. Um, and they also announced Batman Day for for uh, May, which is when it usually is, I think. Yeah. It's annual thing. So it feels a bit um a bit greedy having you know May as well yeah. as March. Yeah, we have, you know they're making a big deal in March. Yeah, I feel, I feel like Batman Day won't feel like a big deal after Detective 1000 is actually something important. But, you know, hey-ho, yeah. oh, do, do what you do. Uh, next up, in terms of Batman news, uh, we got more information on the Jeff Johns and Jason Fabic uh, Three Jokers story, which is called Three Jokers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be part of DC Black Label, um, although it will be in continuity. So, that, that I mean, that sets precedent that we can have in continuity stories yeah. in Black Label, even though most of them are. Most of them yeah. are completely separate. But yeah. I That's... think Black Label just represents prestige format. Yeah, very possibly. Maybe yeah. out of continuity. So, um, so yeah, so so yeah, they're they're going to be doing that. Um, it's going to be three issues, about forty pages each. So yeah, it's just kind of like those. It's like like um, you know, when we did Dead Man last year, or being super, just you know, dump... standard prestige mini. Yeah. We got uh, the 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 uh, the Azarello one that's coming up. Yeah, yeah. That's that's three issues, forty pages, I believe. Yeah, that's yeah. soon. Azarello and Bamejo. Yeah. Every other month. Yep. Uh, so this this one's coming. Um, they're hoping it'll be a start out this year, although there's no confirmed date for it yet. So. But they're hoping. So I assume if it's going to be, it'll be December. We get the first issue if they're ready. Yeah, because I mean, would you November solicit soon, right? October. Uh, October. The, the one thing I'm looking forward to this is this is the final chapter in the closing of the New Fifty Two, because this was teased in Justice League. Yeah. And during Dark Side War. Yeah. yeah. We we've gotten the crappy Jason reveal. And now Which, this is, this I mean, I, I obviously none of us read Wonder Woman fifty, right? But Jason's <laughs> no. gone, I believe. Uh, someone oh, okay, so, so 
well, I was going to say spoiler warning before anyone actually said anything about it, but yes, I did get, I was tweeted that Jason sacrificed himself in issue 50 of Wonder Woman. He is gone. So. Yeah, but we thought he did that before. So let me, let's wait four issues before it's, you know. Yeah, but new writing now. No yeah, one, he's no gone. One gives a shit. He's gone. I'm sure he's right. gone now. Uh, so just a little bit more on this. Um, he's, he confirmed this is not about other dimensions or other earths. It's very grounded in emotional story, said Johns. It focuses on Bruce, Barbara, and Jason. Uh, not not that Jason, Jason Todd. <laughs> we have to make it's that not clear. Not that here. much better though, is it? It's not that much better here, though. It makes sense because no. you can tell what they're doing here. They can you can tell Barbara okay. from Killing Joe. You tell Jason from Death in the Family. You can see like okay, I mean, maybe these were the different Jokers doing this. Is, this was like the high points each of these Jokers, yeah. Uh, if you will. So yeah, yep. it says that this will explore a new facet of who Bruce Wayne is uh, that has never been seen in comics. It'll connect him to the Joker in a way that will change their relationship forever. So, um, I'm still skeptical of the idea of the three Jokers, but I mean, I'll, I'll be along for the ride and uh, see what they do with it. Honestly, it's it's that final line of "will connect him in a way that'll change him forever" that leaves me a little cautious. I'm like, we don't really need that, do we? It's it's the Joker. Oh yeah, I'm hoping when he says connection, it's not like some connection Relation. in the past or anything like that. It's it's just. The relationship will have this new facet going forward that, you know... Quite possibly. It's just, just awkward wording that sets yeah. me on edge. Yeah. Um, it would be cool if, like, Joker's, like, a legacy, like, Batman's a legacy. You know? Like, that's why there's been three. Mm. Like, you, you can only go so far as the Joker before it cracks you. And so, like, for, for Barbara's Joker, it was the killing joke. And for... Do they groom their own Joker replacement? Or yeah, does someone so... just show up? Yeah, that would be cool. Like, I'd like that idea, because Batman's a legacy. I would think, my gut would say that someone just shows up, and that would lead to a story in the future where the original Joker shows up and maybe kills the other Jokers, and we have the one true Joker Probably again. Probably this story, to be honest. Probably this story, very very possibly, yes. Um, I'm okay with that, though. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not bad. Uh, Alright, so sticking with oh, Batman. Maybe, maybe oh. that's why, instead of just showing up uh, when they crack, you know, to, to fill the void, Maybe they show up and just take, you know kill the old Joker to take their place almost. Be like, no, I'm the Joker now. Oh, possibly. I still like the idea of the original one kind of reclaiming his throne, though. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they thought he was dead and then he, yeah, you know, he appears. Yeah. He's like, ta-da, I'm the Joker. Um, I don't know. Anyway, so Does next, he make a pencil disappear. Next up, that's a great scene, Matt. Uh, next up, it so is. DC has formally announced Mark Silvestri is working on a, a miniseries called. Uh, Deadly Duo, and this is a Batman Joker team up book, which at face value sounds a bit what? What are we doing here? Matt looks upset. Yeah, but you could you could probably describe White Knight like that. Uh you can, and I was yeah, down on White it because Knight of had that. that look of what if Joker was the hero? You know? That, no, that was no, it's, clear it's from true, the start. But I'm, I'm just, just reserving judgment on this one. I'm starting to get where I was five years ago where there's an oversaturation of Batman and it's annoying me. Uh, so, so I don't I don't think it's such a change though. I think I think it's just always been this much for like a decade at least now. But but it, this feels like the, like most of the black label are Batman that are coming out, you know, mo you know. Are they? This yeah you have the like two thirds of them on the black label. You had, you had the Wonder Woman by uh by uh what's her name Kelly Sue yeah right, and you had Superman uh. By Office Rocker. Yeah, Miller. Uh, Miller. Yeah. And then, like, the rest of them were Batman. I don't think that's true. It was, it was, it was like, two Batman out of the whole bunch. 
Yeah, I don't remember there being that. I mean, I guess it's right, so then two like, out of four. That's a little bit more than. There was more than uh, four though. St stuff like White Knight has been retroactively added to to Black Label, but I, I don't think that counts. Yeah, there was like six or seven announced, and there was only two that were Batman. I'm sure. No, there yeah, were more than two. I don't remember there being that much Batman. You'll come up, wait, three jokers. Wait, wait, three jokers is black label, right? Well, it is now, but it wasn't in that announcement. We we're talking yeah, about that batch of, batch of like six or seven. Carl, Carl's looking up. Carl's slithing this. I am because Matt's making right, crazy statements. It's, it's just making me agree to cookies again. Cookies are great. I love cookies. So we got Superman Year One, Batman mm -hmm. uh, Last Night on Earth from Snyder and Capullo. All right, that's the other one. Uh, uh, Batman Damned. That's the other one. Then we got Wonder Woman from Kelly Sue, Wonder Woman from Greg Rucker, two and Womans. the other history of the DC Universe from, from John Ridley. So two out of six. Okay, so that's one third. Yeah, but now there's two Wonder Woman ones as well. Yeah, so, so let's add in three Jokers, Saturn White Knight, <laughs> there you go. No, now you're padding the stats. You're padding the stats to make your point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's fine. That's what we Americans do. What? You find something, you find evidence that only backs up what you think. I mean, and then you go forward with that. You can make an argument with this, I suppose, this the Joker's one, but this already existed. We always always knew it was coming. It was already going to happen. And White Knight already existed, so I don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to subscribe to this. That too much yeah, of Black I'm Label's annoyed. Batman. I, I, I think two out of six is uh, fine. I'm just, I'm just saying there's an oversaturation of Batman. That's all. Yeah, well, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I don't think it's any worse now than it was two years ago, three years ago, five years ago. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been about yeah. the same level for like a decade. The last time I was just annoyed was five years ago. So, <laughs> the those following years it had been okay. It had I'll gone be honest, down I, I think I think the yeah, worst Batman. point was the start of the new Fifty Two, where there was like five yeah. Bat. Because you had a Batman, Detective, yeah. Dark Knight, Batman and Robin. Uh huh. Oh well, they had Batman. It wasn't like that well, was four. Nightwing and Batgirl one of those. Was it, yeah. was it just those four? Yeah, there was one for Nightwing. Yeah. Yeah. Because Red Hood and the Outlaws was part of the Young Justice section, for whatever yeah. weird reason. I, I'm, so. I'm not talking about the Bat family. I've just been like, yeah, those were, there was specifically four Batman books yeah. ongoing at, at the same time. Whereas I, now I would, we have, I um, would never count Nightwing or Batgirl or anything like that as oversaturation with Batman. No, give me no, more me of those. I, I, I wasn't counting those. Yeah. yeah, I'll read two Dick Grayson books. <laughs> Matt wants two dicks at once. Whatsoever. You heard it. Make it three. <laughs> my one's three decks at once, so am I. Um, all right, so so <laughs> that's a completely other story. The three dicks. <laughs> <laughs> so just to give you a bit of uh, so, so Vestry's writing, drawing, and inking this. Uh, Batman and Joker are the worst team up ever. Joker is loving it, but Batman hates it. The story's premise: some is that someone is stolen something from the Joker, so he kidnaps Jim Gordon and tortures him to get Batman to team up with him. So that's what the story is. Um, and apparently they're not going to announce a date to this until the entire series has been drawn. So no delays on this one. Yeah. So this has been, they know think, how Silvestri works. Yeah, I think they're just getting ahead of this one because this has been rumoured for like a year that he was working on a Batman story. Mm -hmm. So I think they're just like, yeah, okay, we'll just tell them about it so they can shut up. You know, I also, this might just be a little bit, I'm still annoyed by Silvestri for interrupting my time with Mark Wade at WonderCon 2014. So, uh, that is petty. It is petty. Okay. Um, oh, I actually had something snuck in amongst the Batman stuff. I'll go back to that. Uh, so next up, we're getting. Did a lot. you miss stuff? No, I didn't miss stuff. I just I, I put something in the middle of the Batman stuff that should have been outside of the Batman stuff. 
This was just an organisational uh, kerfuffle. Aye. I'll kerfuffle your face in a minute. I'm, I'm on a time limit, guys. <laughs> um, so, we're getting The Batman Who Laughs, a six-issue miniseries written by Scott Snyder with art by Jock, which is going to start in November. Um, so Who likes when those two guys even team up? Everyone. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Especially when Snyder says this, I wanted to get back to my horror roots. Yes. Yeah. I- I think I think it's funny because I have to give Matt some credit here because I think a few weeks ago he was saying, oh yeah, we knew there was some plans for the, yeah. the joke who laughs. Yeah, October, yeah. He was like, no, no, he's in that Halloween thing or whatever it was that's coming up. And he's like, know. oh, it's just that. Uh, me? Um, no. Someone said that. No, it wasn't me because I was saying like, no, Snyder said there's something big coming up with the Batman who yeah, laughs. Yeah, yeah. And I remember someone disputing you being like, no, he's in that Halloween special or whatever it was that they've announced coming uh, up. But she has... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but it, it was it was saying, oh no, it's it's only going to be that. It's not going to be anything you know, else. And, and you know what I want Snyder to return Ooh. to? American Vampire. That would be nice. Yeah, I think, he said that, I, I think he said next year he's, he's getting back to that. Well, they said that they're jumping in, in the seventies. It's going to like start in nineteen seventy-two or something. So yeah, and to be fair, if I, I don't no. know if I was the one who disputed Matt and that, I don't think I was disputing that nothing else was definitely going to happen. Whether it was just he hinted that something was happening for October, and then he was announced for that October special. So. Okay. This is something that's starting in November, so I stand by something that I may have said. It may have been you, though. I, I, I feel like it might have been due for October, and then they're like, yeah, it's not going to quite be ready. Um, yeah, look at me. He's padding his, padding his uh, statements here just to no, make sure he's right. No, I was actually going to say that anyway, because this feels like you're doing a horror book at that that time of year. feels weird to just miss out on Halloween with October, right? Well, yeah, but when your company's run by Dan Dedio all logic is out the window and you just you, you go for it right I mean I can't argue with that no you can't you can't I mean Scott Lobdell still get a job for a start so uh, yeah it's a CS pictures of somebody doing something bad <laughs> oh Lobdell oh. does yeah okay <laughs> I, was, I was like what yeah. oh yeah okay he's got blackmail material on Diddy. yeah right you're right uh, yeah. so uh, so there's this uh, miniseries it says the writer said uh, this alt-universe Batman will have another Dark Knight with him a gun-laden Batman who picked up Joe Chill's gun and shot him after Chill murdered his parents and the image files call him artillery, art- artillery bats uh, the Batman Who Laughs number one is scheduled for release in November um, so this will probably be some sort of insane twisted nightmare of a of a miniseries yeah. and, and this is how you have a version of Batman with a gun when it's a Batman that's wrong. I'm not going to lie. I got worried. See, when I, I just saw the headline and I saw the image, I was like, oh, what the hell is this? And then I read what the description I was like, okay, all right. That's, all right. So so artillery bats is just basically Punisher bats. Basically, but it sounds of it's, it. It's basically Flashpoint Batman. <laughs> kind no, of. That, that's yeah. a little bit different. That, that was more personally driven. No, and I, like, no, I, like I know. I just mean in, in oh. concept of the, the way he the, the so way he operates. When it says... It, it did say team up, right? Like, it... Uh, no, team up or not, is, or not, artillery bats chasing Batman who laughs no it doesn't say team up it doesn't specify it just says with him so that could sure. be chasing him it could be teaming up it could be oh. if it's him chasing him down this could be some like reality hopping funness that I need hmm you know I don't know if fun is the word I'd use I, I'm expecting something really dark and horrific <laughs> that's well that, yeah. that's fine you uh, can yeah, be dark and horrific it's all fun hellish yes yeah and, and Jock does hellish fantastically well John does. does everything well. Mm. He does. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't see Jock Jock doing like a a kid friendly Shazam book well. Oh, who's to say he can't? Well, maybe he, he can. To, he could. But I'm just I'm, I'm I'm trying to picture that in my head, and it still looks like the thing of nightmares. Isn't your new Skype picture a Jock Batman piece? That yeah, Joker. But he suits the Joker. Yes, yeah, so uh, yeah. I can't remember. It's like nine nine something that issue of Joker where yeah. he, the face like turns into the, the bats. Yeah, so that's iconic. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, but yeah, so that is uh, the Batman Who Last number one. That's starting in November. Uh, another thing with Batman, he's getting a suit change here. And what's funny is when this first popped up, there was some speculation that it might just be like some sort of flashback story because of some of the solicits for like issue fifty four, which apparently some sites have seen, even though the solicits aren't out yet. Um, but Batman's getting a classic look with the trunks. Batman's got his trunks back. Praise be. Because he just picked him. He just picked up uh, the same place that Superman picked his up at. Apparently. Like. Yeah. Apparently. And also, apologies to the video folk if it looks like I'm looking over here all the time. It's because Skype's a bastard and made me update, and now I have to rearrange everything. So now I, I feel more inclined to look over here at the guys rather than under the camera where I'm supposed to look. Uh, so my apologies. Not much. I'll yeah. try and not do it, but not much you can do about it. Anyway, I, I think I think that on this costume is it's kind of weird because we we were supposed to be in the the Doomsday Clock one was supposed to be you know once that the, the rest of the universe will catch up with that when that as soon as that finishes in about a year's time mm-hmm. and that will be the new Batman costume going forward that that new Gary Frank redesign. We still have a year we, for that though. Right? Yeah, just I just feel like why, why are we bothering? Um. Well, let's look at the reasons, because King said a couple of things. So you can see uh, the cover for uh, issue 55 by Tony Daniels out. There's also a, a, an image from Lee Weeks with this costume as well, kicking about. Um, so he's, he's returning to the, the costume in issue 53, so we're only got a couple issues away. The in-story reason for this change is that Bruce feels the need to move on from his relationship with Catwoman, so it's kind of him trying to like rediscover his roots. Out of story, King said the motivation for the change is to return to Batman's classic look and embrace DC's history. Uh, you can't improve perfection. He's as quoted as saying. So, um, I like the classic look, so I'm okay with it. I'm... I mean, th- this is a thing. I I like the costume one. I like the current one as well, admittedly. So it, it doesn't really bother me. But it just seems pointless if we're going to change it again in a year. Um, I don't. I don't care. I don't think it really Superman's matters. Superman's got his back, so I'm happy. Yeah. I I don't think it matters because I feel like okay, we'll have it for a year, then we'll switch to the Doomsday Clock. So it's like yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, I just I feel like yeah, just just keep it in the tank. I'll, I'll be Don't honest. Get bored of the doomsday clock one. Yeah, I'll be surprised, or I am surprised actually that they even insist that all the different Bat books have the same outfit. Like I feel like you could easily have this outfit in Batman, have the Rebirth one in Detective, and have whatever in something else in Justice League. Mm-hmm. Have them in the doomsday that's, clock one. I, I know this, but that's how uh, the, the Palmiot and Connor stuff were treating Harley Quinn. Of she has like yeah. tons of outfits. It's fine. You can just. Swap between yeah. them issue by issue. Yeah, unfortunately, he's gonna have multiple suits. It is Bruce. Yeah. Like... Unfortunately, though, with Harley Quinn, they also treat their personality like that with the between the books. Uh, no, I, I'm I'm speaking specifically within that one book. They, they were they were swapping outfits like every issue or every few. Oh, issues. okay, fair enough. Just whenever they felt like it, they were like, yeah, well, just she can have another one out of the closet. It's fine. So I'll just I'll scroll back up to the thing that I, I skipped over a little bit earlier. Just a really quick thing. Uh, Mitch Gerrard is joining Heroes in Crisis. Uh, in some capacity we don't know what he's doing on the book if he's like is he taking like some issues from from a man or is he just doing maybe something specific in some of the issues on on a side note I know know he won uh, the Eisner last night or Mm -hmm. the other night whenever it was and I believe Tom King 
Tom King shared it, shared shared the with someone else, I believe. Maybe. I'm not sure. I didn't see the full list. I just I just saw their uh, yeah tweeting about it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, King tied for uh, I I imagine best writer, but I'm not sure. Um, okay. But look at that! The mild fuzz awards in the Eisner's lineup for the first time, maybe ever. <laughs> Might be the last time ever too. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what we end up giving it to at the end of the year. Uh, but uh, so here's some news that we, we kind of knew was coming it was heavily rumoured but we finally have official confirmations on a couple of big things Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp are taking over Green Lantern uh, starting with issue 1 of a new Green Lantern book so we're going to have Green Lantern and Green Lanterns which I think is a little bit weird um, should really just change it yeah basically just I feel change Green Lanterns to Green Lantern Core yeah I feel like, I, I feel like Jurgen's first issue should have just been Green Lantern Core issue 1 yeah they could have even left sure. it as, as you know, whatever it was, fifty-one or fifty, whatever issue it was with his style. You know, but just you know, change the name because they do that sometimes. It's fine. They do that. Um, for the sake of keeping track of legacy numbering, though, I hate it. So don't do it. <laughs> On a personal level, just don't do it. It's weird. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. Comics got a comics, right? Uh, I like to keep track of things though. It makes it very hard. So. Anyway, so they're doing um, this. Now, it's funny, because when I glanced at this story the first time, I thought they said they were only on it for 12 issues. And they might be, but um, what it actually says here is that Morrison said, instead of doing a big 12-part epic story, the idea, idea here is that we're doing Space Cop Hal Jordan, where he will be in individual stories, like, you know, procedural, essentially, uh, but a Space Cop procedural. Um, so it's going to be hell focused. Uh, there's not going to be a big focus on the other, like you know, cores or anything like that. They might make an appearance here or there, but that's not going to be the focus of any of the stories. Um, uh, the story is going to start when Hal is tasked to track down three fugitives who crashed on Earth while being transported to a prison by another Green Lantern. Although there's other Lanterns assigned to Earth, Morrison's run will focus primarily on Hal. So definitely, Green Lanterns has kind of become the the book with everyone in it, and then Hal will be on his own in the other book. So this is what I've wanted for Hal for a long time. Yeah. Because he's doing space cop stuff. Uh, how Morrison's going to relate to that? Uh, we'll see. I, I actually saw you know, Morrison talking about it a bit. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, he was saying how it's, it's compared to most of it's really subdued. And it's it's it's, it's actually something really perfect for him as a challenge to be this normal. Perfect. Well, that's, that's why I loved Claus so much, which is a, a fantasy retelling of, of Santa Claus. But it's very just basic. Like, yeah, there's magic stuff in there, but... Not it's very trip. subdued, yeah. Hmm. You know, so if, if we're gonna get some cool looking aliens, if we're gonna get those those scorpion gods that he talked about when he was tripping his balls off, <laughs> you know, then yeah. cool. So, I, yeah, yeah. I, I know. Uh, Sharp said he was really excited to draw the yeah. constructs because he's like, yeah. the the great thing about Hal is it doesn't matter. It'll just be something to bash them with, and he, he yeah. likes having fun with just just making that look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is coming, uh, issue one's coming in November, so that's another November launch. So this won't be in next week's solicits, uh, next week's solicits for October, so we're getting some sort of yeah, uh, preemptive. November's looking mighty, mighty hefty. Uh, yeah, a lot of big things, a lot of big things. Uh, so the other big rumour, of course, that we had alongside that, only uh, one of them anyway, there's no news on any flash books or anything like that, but uh, we did get the Aquaman confirmation. Sorry? I said yet, weekend's not done. Okay, sure, weekend's not done. Um, but Williamson was already well I mean not that Williamson would be announcing it but Williamson was already on a panel talking about Flash I feel like if it was going to be announced at any other panel other than the first couple it'd have been that one probably but live in hope 
It's probably coming after uh, Heroes in Crisis because we have to go through that story with Wally first before he can get his own book. That's, that's, that's what I'm sticking True. to. True. Uh, so, yeah. Real, real quick, well, I can take my shot right now. Uh, King shared it with Marjorie Liu. They tied. Oh, there you go. And for Best Writer. But he was nominated for Batman, the Batman Annual 2, the Batman Elmer Fudd Special, and Mr. Miracle. Um, she was only nominated for Monstrous. So, I don't know which one know, of them is more impressive because it's like she got it for yeah. one book, but he he he, had, he got four he, books nominated. He had like four. I mean, yeah. to be fair, two of them are just one shots. But yeah, that's true. But but the next person on there was Matt Kent, who had three, no four, who also had four. So yeah, yeah. Oh, fair enough. It's enough weird that they don't. Uh, also, it's, it's weird to me that they don't like you know the Oscars where it's like no, you're nominated for one. this work. Yeah, this is what you're nominated yeah. for. But no, it's not yeah. everything you've just done in the, the year. Producer, yeah, yeah, collectively, it's just it's yeah. as a whole. Um, but Mark Russell, who wrote the Flintstones for DC, mm-hmm. was nominated for for yeah, best writer. So now, now I think I'm gonna have to go back and read. I think that, that got nominated for art as well, if I recall. It got a few nominations here or there. Like, real quick, while we're talking about it, it didn't come up for art. Maybe it was color. It's somewhere. I'm sure it got a couple. I remember seeing yeah. a, a, a month or two ago, whenever it was. Alright, so anyway, that's Aquaman's story, is that Kelly Sue DeConnick is going to be writing it, as we kind of we heard. Robson Roke is going to be the artist on it. Uh, there's not actually an official word as to what issue that's starting with. Uh, we currently have uh, Dan Abnett solicited up to issue 40, so... Uh, given that they announced everything else that was coming in November, it feels like it may be slightly later than that, just cause it, or maybe they just forgot to mention it. <laughs> it's weird, because I feel like it could be October, given that you know we mentioned that there's that crossover between Aquaman yeah. and Suicide Squad going on in uh, you know up to september i think we got solicited and it that was i think the end of that so the next solicits will be either a new story arc or new yeah, writer, it could, anyway. yeah it could be it could be october it could be the abnets maybe got a little epilogue arc or whatever little farewell it could be yeah uh, so i feel like without a doubt not just because kelly sue can only write mira but i definitely feel like the politics of atlantis are changing and mira will be queen and I think that'll be super cool. Well, I've never been building right to that uh, anyway, but that's what I mean—that she's gonna take the baton yeah. and now do that, and we'll have Arthur there too, and it'll be cool. That said, it's not starting with that uh, when she starts her run. No, it's uh, starting with mm-hmm. uh, this story here. So, uh, well, att- so Arthur Curry washes up in an island with no memory of who he is. While attempting to rediscover who he is, he meets former sea gods that have been forgotten and were also marooned on this island. And maybe it's an examination of who the character is, uh, and what kind of the vein. It's kind of in the vein of Daredevil, Born Again, and Batman Year One. Um, and the Deconic and Roca are working this. Oh. Um, it's also going to focus on his relationship with his mother, uh, Atlanta, who, of course, you know, mm-hmm. uh, was the actual one from Atlantis, as opposed to his father, who's the, the, the Nicole the, Kidman, the regular human. Sure, sure, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> yes. Um, Tamara Morrison, guys, I'm really excited for that trailer, and I keep checking to see if it's dropping. But I think we're gonna have to wait till the afternoon. Yeah, it's, it's, it's coming today sometime, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, so, so that, that's that. Uh, that's that. And obviously, we knew that Jeff Johns would really take over Shazam. That had already been announced, really. Mm-hmm. But it's now officially been kind of like announced by DC itself. Yeah. Uh, with Dale Eaglesham on <laughs> you know, the art. You know what I'm taking pleasure in? What's that? How much that James is worried about about Johns' Shazam. Well, Colin, I don't know. Nah, you can't just drop a statement yeah. like that. No one listening or watching this show knows who James is or what his opinion is. You just We've talked that. about James before. Yeah, but not so, enough. So not so enough. James. Yeah, it's not enough to know exactly where you're coming from here. So you have to make that clear. Include the audience. So, Let them so, feel like they're including the story. 
So our friend James is really big with Shazam being like the happy-go-lucky guy or kid in a man's body. And the New 52 version was very much bitter Billy Batson struggling to, to be a hero. No. Uh, but through that, he learns like love through his family and extends his power to his adopted brothers and sisters. Yeah, if I had a call, he had an arc. But the end of it, he was a bit more... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was, was less of a little shit. Exactly. And, and James has a problem with that because he wants him just to be, you know, I'm Shazam, I have magic, this is great. And if John's just doing this more, as, as we've seen with, like, some of the art, it's the Shazam family. Yeah. I just love the idea. It's the entire... Even this uh, here, it says, Billy Batson and his surrogate family, Mary Bromfield, Freddie Freeman, Darla Dudley, Eugene Choi, and Pedro Pina. So it mentions them all. Uh, they're unlocking the mysteries of the Rock of Eternity. Uh, and delve into secret worlds of magic to discover their ultimate destiny. Um, so, Daily Eagle Shams are a good choice for the art as well. Very bright and poppy. This is also oh, yeah. coming November. Sh- right. Shazam issue one is coming November twenty first. So, uh, there you go. Well. I was just looking about Aquaman. It seems there was hints that it'll drop in December because obviously that's when December. the movie's coming out. That makes yeah. sense. That, that, makes, that makes some yeah. sense. Uh, apparently, Didio hinted that December. But oh, no, Didio. No it feels it feels weird not to just say that. Maybe maybe, just, maybe it's not a sure thing. Yeah. Maybe they have to wait and see if it's if the schedule's going to line up. Well, maybe like the art may yeah. not be ready or something. Art. Yeah, Roka. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, so it's all good news. So just I want to point out here. So now that we have some things confirmed, right? King on Batman, mm-hmm. Bendis on Superman, Morrison on Green Lantern, Deconic on Aquaman, uh, Will Wilson on on Wonder Woman. Like regardless of your personal opinions, that's quite a, a list of names on all the big. That that is a in in baseball that is a murderer's row. <laughs> like there's there's nobody you can't pitch to there. Like because you know someone's gonna cause you damage. Yeah, I mean regardless of your feelings about one specific writer, that that is a list of names. Yeah. Those are list. That's a list of notable. If you don't I, like Bendis because you're crazy, then you know <laughs> read something else. Ben, Bendis is the only one there I I dislike. Um. Wilson, I have absolutely no experience with, so I, yeah, me you know, I'm not I'm not excited for that. But, but I've heard good things. Yeah, yeah. But it, again, but I've I've no personal experience, so I mean, there's there's always the chance it won't jive for me. Hmm. And I'll um, make fun of you for that too. Should that happen? No, that's fine. Uh, Morrison and uh, Kelly Sue. Kelly Sue is one that I only have very limited experience yeah, with. She did. Kelly's just been a bit hit or miss for me. Yeah, she's although I hear her Captain Marvel's really really good. I, I keep wanting to go back to it. Yeah. Um, but I've she before New Fifty Two. She did some issues of Supergirl that I really enjoyed. So hmm. uh, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just I was just saying we got, we got this really big all star lineup for all the big books uh, but, coming up. Well, I say November feels particularly big because that's when wonder woman starts right uh with all the you know the, the new the new team star uh yep. green lantern shazam uh I mean, batman who laughs batman who laughs that was it as well november's kind of oh my god see and now i feel like this gives marvel a leg up at developing some new writers which i hear they're doing really well you know so yeah we're, we're yeah. on the pace i like when both companies are doing well Right, so we're getting to some pre-SDCC stuff. Not that I'm necessarily done with SDCC in general, but um, this is also news. This is, this is a crossover coming in October between Justice League Dark and Wonder Woman, uh, which sounds quite interesting. Uh, we have um, James Tenney is going to write the whole thing. 
So, you know, as much as we said, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll be back on Wonder Woman when Wilson's run starts, we'll actually be reading a couple of issues before that because the two issues in, in October are going to be part of this crossover. It's called Wonder Woman and Justice League Dark, The Witching Hour. Um, and the way this is going to yeah, work... And, that, and that's okay. Yeah, the way this is going to work is we've got a, it's a five-week month and on the first week of the month there's a, there's a one-shot to start it off and then you get an issue of Wonder Woman the second week and then the issue of Justice League Dark the third week. Fourth week's another issue of Wonder Woman because that's double shipping. And the fifth week there's another one-shot to wrap it up. So the one-shots are both bigger issues. They're both about 40-something oh, pages. I um, love when they do that. My only complaint with this is that the titles for these one-shots are awfully confusing. And I had to read this like four times just to make sure I wasn't reading the same title twice. Because the the, the title for the first one is Wonder Woman and Justice League Dark, The Witching Hour number one. The title of the final one shot at the end of this is um, Justice League Dark and Wonder Woman, The Witching Hour issue one. I don't know why they didn't just pick one and call it one and two. I don't, I don't know either. It's so confusing. Even as someone who... like This is just a thing. I'm reading this article and I went back and forth and read them because I, I, I thought I was reading the same thing multiple times. And I was like, what's the difference? And I was like, oh, they've just swapped the the, the, the you know the, the titles at the start. And that's all they've done. It's confusing. It is a bit bullshit. But hey, uh, so here's the here's the thing. So um, I'll read this list for part one, not all the rest of them, but I'll, I'll give you who they are, or the, the art is, and all each this year. Uh, so the first one, uh, okay. So with art by Jesus Marino, uh, sets the tone for Wonder Woman uh, centered event in this forty-eight page debut one shot. Uh, he he said, how do you pronounce that? The Witch Goddess. I have to see it in front of me. I don't have it in front of me. H e c a t e. Oh, Hecate. Hecate. All right, see, I never really got that. Yeah. Right, Hecate, the witch goddess of magic. It's Greek. Uh, always knew a day would come when the monsters she stole her magic from would return, and now she must activate the witch mark. Humans within whom she secretly vast stores powers, you know, uh, ma- you know magic. Uh, this it's just leave dark especially hard when one of the most powerful of the witch mark turns out to be Wonder Woman uh, so that's issue one so this is going to trigger Wonder Woman that's on October 3rd week after that it's Wonder Woman 56 uh, Emanuela Lupacino and Ray McCarthy on the art for that issue uh, then Justice League Dark issue 4 is going to have Alviro Martinez and Rolf Fernandez which are the regular artists for that book and then uh, Wonder Woman 57 is back to uh, Lupacino and McCarthy and then the final hey that's a good number yeah and then the final one shot um, oh, I see what you did there. Uh, the, the final one shot yeah. is um, back to Jesus Marino from the, the first one shot. So he's doing the one shots. So it kind of it's kind of got a mirror image thing where it like starts with one artist, goes to this other one, then there's a the middle one, then it starts like going back the way to the same artist again. Okay. Uh, so so a fun crossover. Um, yeah, it, it, it partially feels like oh well, let's we need to kill a month before the new writer comes on. It, you know, it's the same way I feel about the. The, uh, the Aquaman Suicide Squad one it feels like well we'll kind of time I feel like this one's a bit more natural because what, what I think's happened here is that this was probably just an arc that was going to be in Justice League Dark and then DC said hey mm-hmm. do you want to get through that quicker and make it a crossover so I, I feel like the story in the Wonder Woman issues was probably just the story that was going to be in Justice League Dark anyway probably yeah yeah uh, that, that's fair that makes sense because she's already on that team she's already a big part of that team uh, so just yeah, makes sense. Opinion's already right, isn't it? Yeah. So it, it may be like slightly different because he knows it's an issue of Wonder Woman now, but I feel like it'll still more or less be what, what he had planned. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's coming in October. So that's a full arc we're getting over the course of October. So as much as November's got all that big stuff, uh, October still has a few few treats. Um, small tidbit about Justice League, a couple of small tidbits about Justice League coming up. 
Um, starting just League Issue 10, the story will focus on Aquaman and Wonder Woman, and the art will be uh, Francis Manipal on that story. So you can, oh, have, hello. You can have that. Um, and then the next story before that, though, is about the Joker, and will reveal all of his possible origin stories, apparently. So that's cool. I don't mind that, because it's all possible origin stories. Yeah. No, no, that's, 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 that's a fair point. Uh, so just a couple of tidbits. Do that came out of the Justice League uh, focus panel. Well, which that makes sense with what we've seen out of Snyder and Batman. Yeah. With the whole Red Hood yeah. and uh, the pre-Zero Year stuff. So that's cool. Yeah. Now here was something else that was like earlier this week. A post-apocalyptic future version of Harley Quinn, which was introduced in April, uh, one of her issues, uh, is getting a miniseries. And they're not, they're not calling it this. Oh, they are calling it this. I'm actually surprised they're calling it this. They're calling it Old Lady Harley, issue yeah. one. I'm surprised they're actually just taking That's Marvel's fine. naming yeah. system. They, they were always referring to the characters that in the book. Yeah. It's just funny, though. It's, it's, it's one of those things where because like, DC has Elseworlds, so Marvel has What If, I almost feel like they should have their own <laughs> version of it. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's the point of the Harley book, right? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. kind of like, nah, screw it. Yeah, so that's going to be written by Frank Thierry, uh, art by uh, Morissette. So, uh, five-issue miniseries. Uh, introduced distant future version it's going to be set 30 years in the future and an alternate future specifically that follows Harley as she travels from New York City uh, through the devastated United States so this is um, so that is actually Old Man Logan it's Old Man Logan yeah, <laughs> yeah. so she's just going the opposite way I'm not going to lie that is a great little mini right yeah oh sure Old Man Logan might never read it but it's it just as concept as yeah that's a perfect little thing to do as a mini on the side yeah uh, so the final thing I've got, so if you guys have got anything else, you can jump in after this, but we got like another mm. batch of DC Ink and Zoom books announced as well. Uh, at Comic-Con, yeah. Um, so... You beat Oink? Yeah, I, I appreciate you called it Ink this time. <laughs> Quite right, it's Oink. relented. Quite right, Oink. Yes, I should go back to Oink since you reminded me. Uh, so, uh, Mariki uh, Nijkamp, uh, the number one New York Times bestseller, young adult author, um, of this is where it ends is going to be joining one of the books here she's going to do a story about Oracle called Oracle Rising um, and it's, there's also going to be another book about Cassandra Kane, uh, a Batgirl book called Shadow of the Batgirl uh, written are these, are these for th- th- this is for Ink these they're two. for Pete <laughs> that's who they're for uh, that, that's by Sarah Kuhn um, who's known for uh, Heroin Complex that's a series of novels Um so and then they also announced uh, Truth or Consequences a Jack Hyde story um, which is a working title of an Aqualad story written by Alex Sanchez and then there's also another book called Dick Grayson Lost Carnival uh, written by critically acclaimed uh, comics writer Michael Marecci um, and then we have Lee Burdigo's Wonder Woman Warbringer which uh, is adapted from a prose story uh, by Louise Simonson so that's coming so those, those were all ink that's and cool. then there was one Zoom book uh, which is uh, another Wonder Woman story called Diana, Princess of the Amazons, uh, written by Shannon and Dean Hale. Um, so that, that was where all the Do you new... remember which one's which for Ink and Zoom? Which is the kid one and which is the teen one? Ink um, is the teen. No, no, Zoom's... Zoom is the kid. Is it? You sure? I think so. Because I mean, Matt's logic tracks because all those were young adult authors, right? Yeah, that's true. The reason why I'm questioning it though is because DC. That's this, this article. It phrases uh, DC Zoom, DC's middle grade graphic novel line. So middle sounds to me like that's the older one. Yeah. No, I think yeah, you know, I think that's yeah, you know, like middle grade. You know, that's like okay, you know, okay. You know, eight to ten. Whereas like superhero girls is the. Like... 
There's the young young one. The young kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. Kids. I can see. I can see a ticket. Uh, we got some release months as well for some of the books we already had. Uh, Mira Tidebreakers coming April 2019. Under the Moon, a Catwoman Tales coming May 2019. Harley Quinn Breaking Glass is coming June 2019. Uh, Teen Titans Ravens all as is July 2019. Batman Nightwalkers coming August I'm 2019. Yeah, it was one a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so the young adult was was Ink. So I think yeah. young adults like young teen. Yeah, that's the older you know, one. Like, like high school. I think, I think it's like eleven to fifteen. Yeah, that's the older one. Yeah, and then and Zoom is that says middle grade. So I'm thinking that's like middle school. Yeah. So those are like, you know, ten through whatever. Those books are all the ones that were announced and got dates. Uh, the new ones don't have dates yet, as as do some of the other ones we already knew about, like Got Them High. Uh, still not to get a date. Uh, so and also Wonder Woman Tempest Tossed, which is also another one that was previously announced. So that's all. Date for for Superman with the Clan. Hold on, that's not Ink. This is the link the Ink list. Oh okay. I'm getting to Zoom. I, I, I didn't realize that was a Zoom one. I thought I thought that was Ink. No, 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 the Clan one's Zoom. I thought it was Reverse Flash. That was a terrible joke, Matt. That's a terrible joke. If if you would let me even fin- on a DC podcast, that was awful. Yeah, if you would let me finish the lists, I I, I we could get through this, and then you could you let's could go. Get your questions I have a time. Let's go. Well, do, 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 you're the one extending it, Matt. And for that, I shall go at a nice, reasonable pace. So the Zoom list again, also starting April 2019, with Super Sons, the Polar Shield project. I believe that was a newer name, though. I don't think I had that full title last time we talked about it. Uh, DC Superhero Girls Spaced Out is coming May 2019. Superman of Smallville is coming June 2019. Uh, Dear Justice League is coming July. Uh, Batman Overdrive is coming August 2019. Black Canary Ignite is coming October, so slight like jump there, no September book. Uh, Batman Tales Once Upon a Crime is coming November 2019. Green Lantern Legacy is coming December 2019. That's way far out. And then, of course, the two, the new one, uh, Diana, Princess of the Amazon, doesn't have a date. And uh, Superman Smashes the Clan also doesn't have a date yet. I'm kind of excited for more of these than I should be, though. Some of them sound interesting. I, I love the idea of getting a, an honest Batman or Batgirl Cassandra Cain story, for sure. Um, of course you do. Oh, we need more of those. She's a good character. Yeah, she's a great character. She is, like, yeah. More people need to be, you know, exposed to her. Well, apparently she's going to be in the Birds of Prey movie, so, I mean, I don't... Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, we haven't really been talking about movie news because there's so much other news, but, I mean... I, I don't like that Babs is not involved in that movie, but from the from these rumors. But I can't say I'm I'm disappointed with anyone who is involved in it. I mean, Renee Montoya, Cassandra Cain, like. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm just skeptical about the movie as a whole. Right oh now, sure, but... I mean that's fair because the DC movies as a whole should yeah. be treated with skepticism. Yeah. But you know, I... but the fact that they're taking their shot with Birds of Prey, like that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, all right, so that is uh, that is the news. Unless you guys have anything else that I've missed that I've forgotten to add. No. <laughs> Just a quick comment on on Didio's bullshit. Um, in in the uh, the 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 I think it was just the Batman panel, whichever one that was that they were all talking about all the all the bat books. He was asked about you know the wedding not going through, and and he basically said, "Oh yeah, well we di- we didn't want to tell the last Batman story." And we feel like the wedding is the last Batman story because once he gets married, that's it, no more Batman. So it kind of feels like that whole no marriage things back from the new Fifty Two, and yeah, I know we were hoping that oh maybe they'll get married at a hundred after all, 
Oh, I still, I still, no, I still think they are. I, I, I think he's just spinning his usual line. I, I, I think, I think that's making some assumptions just based on his bullshit. Um, he. I mean, his bullshit is in charge. Well, it is, but just because he's saying that now because he doesn't want to give spoilers or whatever. Like, I, I, I don't yeah. necessarily think that's like. That, that's... I, I think there's an easy way to have done that without giving spoilers of just oh we didn't feel that was the right time you know it wasn't the it wasn't the story we were telling it would have been really easy. Yeah, but I just I don't think just because he says it in a bullshit way because it is a bullshit way to it's a bullshit statement right. But I, I don't think just because he phrases it that way it means no there's actually the blanket policy of no marriages especially since like like I think there's a lot of characters that totally could get married in DC without it really affecting much. You know, Mira and Aquaman for a start. Like, would it really have changed that yeah. much if they were married? No, but clearly he thinks it would with Batman. I mean, he potentially does, but I don't know. I I, I don't see this as actually the the blanket rule: no marriage is allowed. Matt, what say you? Yeah. You've been all quiet over there. I I don't care. It's TDO. I've learned not to take what he says serious. I take everything he says with a grain of salt. There you go. Do that, Connor. Uh, all right. So we'll, we'll do some questions. We'll do some questions before we get onto the books, because again, we don't have a whole lot of books. So we got a couple of questions. Um, so I'll curate these a little bit. I'll ask the more interesting ones, and especially, particularly ones that don't feel like we've asked that, like, answered before. I think as well. Uh, so, um, so Buana Beast from from YouTube uh, did a <laughs> sweet name. <laughs> He the one I'll, he asked a few questions, but the one I'll, the one I'll take, uh, which I think is the most interesting here, is what our favourite D list either hero or villain is, or both. Now, uh, I'm actually going to say you're not let's say Kite Man, right? Kite Man's taken off the table for this right. because that's too easy now. Um, I will say my favourite D list villain. I can jump in with this, Condiment King. Condiment King. Yeah. yeah. I, I said this on on something else. What were we talking about? Where I mentioned how I loved Conor McKing the other day. Was that? I can't, I can't remember. That might have been a TV from the multiverse talking about Titans or something. Some maybe, yeah. Maybe, but yeah, love Conor McKing. Yeah, Conor McKing's great. All right, deal deal last hero then, though. Deal last hero. Just think I'd be insulting Matt too much if I said Booster Gold. Yes. Oh, you make Matt. You make. <laughs> you make. <laughs> Matt, you make. You make. Jesus. I've always loved Congo Bill, Congo Gorilla. He's a guy that found a magic artifact that lets him switch places with a gigantic gold gorilla. Mm. It's pretty cool. Of course you love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course you do. He was used to, he was probably the best part of Robinson's uh, Cry for Justice when he shows up because he got trapped in the Kong gorilla form and so he's this proper British guy but in the body of a gorilla. So he's trying to drink tea and his hands are too big for the teacup. It's just, it's great. Hmm. Um... I don't know if I've got like one that springs to mind immediately. Like I've got a lot of B listers yeah. that I like, maybe some C listers, <laughs> but D listers is specifically quite down far down the the barrel. I feel like I feel it like is, isn't uh, it? I feel like you encounter more D list villains because you sometimes throw them in for a joke story with a you know with yeah. a hero. Well, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm honestly surprised you didn't pick Cold Snap. Yeah, me too. I mean, Cold Snap's great, but no, Pandemic King's better. I love. Uh... Because I'm rereading John's Flash, Chillblain, who's this really terrible version of Captain Cold. Like, so much so that he gets frozen and pushed out a window. Coldblade. So oh. add that to the list of cold-based Chill. villains in DC. No, chill, Chillblane. Chillblane, sorry. Sorry, how could yeah. I? Adam, Coldstat, Minister Blizzard, 
Icicle, Icicle Jr. That's before we even get to Captain Cold and Mr. Freeze and Killer Frost. Um, yeah, well, those are all the top ones. Yeah. Uh, I like how you have A, B, C, D, D tiers of just cold villains. You do. You're yeah. more, more than D. I, I, I would argue that uh, Cold Snap's an F, or e, e or F list villain. Quite possibly. Uh, I just pulled up D list, DC, heroes and villains. Okay. Uh, uh, the Guardian. So, like, the Metropolis Guardian. Oh, that's yeah. a cool concept. I, I like yeah, that. It's okay. Um, I don't know if I'd put. I mean, unless there's no one else I like, but I don't know if I'd put them as favorite. Yeah. Uh, Super Chief and Chief Man of Bats. Those are those are pretty cool. Those mm-hmm. are Native American versions of Batman and Superman. Um, who else? A lot of these I don't really. Well, that's the is, thing. Is Tracy Thirteen really D list? I don't think so. She's Not... definitely C or B. No, I, I can see the argument for her being D list. I don't think she's got enough exposure to be. Certainly not as high as B list. I'll accept C list, but yeah, let's see. Yeah. Uh, they have uh, Gnort from from Green Lantern Corps, the dog face Green Lantern. Oh, cool. I like suppose it. I suppose a lot of the alien Green Lanterns would count as D list because they're just yeah, kind of. It, it's it's Space Ape, right? Oh, Space Ape, yeah, Space Ape was great. Chip. Uh, Badge, Chip's replacement, who's a squirrel. He's pretty cool. Yeah, Chipper, but I don't really mean much point. It's just, you know. Stell, Stell and Green Man. I can name yeah. Green Lantern. Stell's the robot one, right? Yeah. And I don't, I don't, partner. I'd have said Dexter for villain, but, you know, he's at least C-list. Let's be honest. Um, so it probably is. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Uh, so we'll be right there. So, yeah, I've been selective here with the question. So if I don't pick yours, don't feel too bad. We might come back to it in the future. Um, all right. So here's so here's one from at Tim3Robin. Um so he asks, what is the most important out of the three here? Writer, artist, or character? Uh, I assume he means... in that order. No. You've got an alternate take. You, you jump yeah, in. So, so for me, it used to be character. I would read character before anything, and that's how I got stuck with Lobdell Superman for far too long. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, so now I'm very writer driven if it's a writer that I like I'll give it a chance versus if it's an artist that I like but I don't care for the writer like I love Emanuela Lupacino but if she jumps on a book with with Scott Liddell I'm not picking it up yeah Um, honestly I might say like the artist is the least important just in the sense that I won't read a book because of an artist some people will but I, I won't yeah well, that's the thing. I won't read a book just because of a character now. I mean, I might try a book because of a character, but I'm not going to stick with it. I will always try a book because of the writer. That's why I'll stick Yeah, with no, it. absolutely. The Wri- artist, I, though... I think writer's yeah. the most important by far because I will try a character that I don't like because of a good writer. That said, I do think character... Well, it shouldn't be the most important because, I mean, quality is not necessarily related to a character. There is definitely some characters that I don't like enough that I just probably will never get into, no matter who's working on it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, I think for me the the reason artist is more important than character is because if you give me a writer I like and a and a character I like, but I hate the art, I'm not going to enjoy that book. I'm not going to be able to read it. Uh, so for, oh. for me, it, it it's, if, if it, the, the art is is second to the writer, but not by much. If the writing's good, I can get past bad art, but I can't get past oh, bad writing. Yeah. Yes, we know. 
You had issues with the cross in Batman. <laughs> that wasn't bad art. That was just a mistake. I know. Well, I know, but you made a big deal about it. Well, it was but a big yeah. deal. It, it ruined so. the flow. Um, because I'm just because there's some characters I just don't connect with, and it, it doesn't matter how good the book might be, I just don't get it, and I'm just never going to. Like, I, I don't think anything will ever make me really want to read like a solo Constantine book. I just don't think anything ever will. I think the right writer would. Like, maybe they could, but maybe just the right writer's not done yeah. it for me yet. But yeah, yeah, I'm getting into arguments with uh, my friend Mario over this, who's very artist focused. And like he loves Mike Del Mundo right now, and loves Del Mundo's art on Thor, and like it's fine, but I'd rather have Dodderman back on Thor. But the reason I'm reading Thor is because it's Jason Aaron. Yeah, I, I'm I'm, I'm really art. enjoying Del Mundo's art as well, but yeah. Dodderman was someone else. Like yeah, because uh, I I thought uh, you know for a while I thought ah oh, Ribbick's probably going to be my favorite Thor artist, no. right? Yeah, no one's talking Dodderman. that. And Dalman comes along and just yeah. like, oh man, this is perfect. So we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. I, I'll, this one's really just for Matt, and I'm going to simplify it because it asked for top five. I was going to say, Matt, what's your favorite Legionnaire? Oh, so my favorite Legionnaire is Lightning Lad. Cool. We'll leave it at that. Right. I, I just, I, I'll add so much time if you just have to sit and think of five of them. So I'll just, who's your favorite oh, Legionnaire? Oh, no, I, I got Lightning, uh, Lightning Lad Ultra, Ultra Boy. Yeah. He's pretty cool too. Oh. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll finish with this question. Uh, sorry if I didn't pick yours, but we did have quite a few. Um, but I think this one's again somewhat interesting. Uh, this is from at CoreyYNWA on Twitter. Uh, someone on YouTube also asked this question. It's, it's a very similar question: is if you could steal any Marvel character to join the Justice League uh, and the DCU alongside the rest of the main team, uh, who would you choose and why? Um, that is an interesting question. I think there's some obvious things you could jump to. I mean, I think it's easy to jump to Spider-Man just purely because. DC could use like a, a teen hero of that standard, I think. But is it the most oh. interesting answer? I don't know if it is. I'm stealing Daredevil. I, I feel like DC needs to step up their their street level to to that. Like, cause hmm. I don't that man fights on the streets, but I, he's not a street level character. He's not in in there mixing it up with those people. Uh, and same with Superman. Like, yeah, he's around Metropolis, but. I feel like you put Daredevil in any one of the DC cities, and it makes for an interesting story. I mean, in theory, you could just do that with Batman, right? Yeah, but I feel Matt and Bruce are such different characters. You know, both are very tortured, tragic figures, but it's how they deal with it. Matt's very vulnerable, where no, Bruce No, I, I agree. Isn't. I just mean, in theory, so. you, you should just be using Batman for these street-level things, but yeah, everyone but wants to do something question, bigger with Batman. Honor. It's if I, could take, if I could take Daredevil and put him in the JLA, that'd be pretty cool. And like you, you nobody knows his identity, type story. You know, it's like who's this guy? I think it'd be fun. Batman's trying to figure it out. Yeah. He's lawyered. The, this question did say to focus on someone who would actually join the Justice League, because that kind of because I had a, a funny thought there. This would not be someone who joins the Justice League. But what if we could get J. Jonah Jameson to like have a rival paper? Yes. Right. Oh. Yeah. I can see gold coming Superman from that. Superman the menace. Yes, but that's not. That, yeah. And yeah, and Daily Planet has to defend Superman. This will be like a, yeah. a, a paper rivalry. Yeah. I, I think that, that uh, I'd, I'd go with Thor because mm. I think for one, it'd fit in really well with like the the Green Lantern cosmic side of the universe. Yeah. But mm -hmm. in terms of on a Justice League book, I feel like he brings that you know almost the the fish out of water element that mm -hmm. you know we haven't really got with the well, Justice League. He's combination Wonder Woman Superman. Yeah, you know? yeah, but so. we, but we don't do any of the fish out of water stuff with with Wonder Woman. Not really. No. Not anymore. Yeah. 
I mean, the, the year one stuff, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. But I think. But no, that'd be good. That, that was the typical answer that people expected me to give. So yeah, I uh, yeah I'm, I'm surprised Matt didn't do it, so I let him go first. But mm-hmm. I thought that there's a you know, reasonable reason for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like. Um, also, I think just on that level, most of the DC characters are referred to as, as gods, right? You know, whereas as, yeah. as people think of Marvel as, as people, and I think you know, it kind of fits in the best with that. I stuff. would, I would love for you know how Ryan's been running around with the Green Lantern Corps and Venditti's run. I'd, yeah. I would feel that's how Thor would be, like yeah, he, yeah he's with true. them, but he doesn't have a ring, so he's just smashing things with Mjolnir. Just chilling. Yeah, yeah. Him and Gardner would get along great, I think. Definitely. Yeah, I, I like the idea of taking someone smaller, like someone, like, yeah. like an X-Man or something like that. I don't know if like Kitty would maybe be like a fun addition to the team. Uh, partly because the team is still very much a sausage fest, right? It's very, very weighted towards the guys. So I like the idea of taking um, another big prominent female superhero and maybe putting them on the team. Um, I, I don't know if I, I don't really have enough uh, history with Captain Marvel to pick her, though, even though she's the obvious yeah, candidate because she's the, the powerful one. Spider-Woman? Spider Woman and throw her in Spiral because she's like the spy character, yeah. and like her look would fit over there. That'd I mean, cool. hell, I'd say bring Laura, uh, but like that'd be weird because you'd have to have uh, Wolverine to lead to Laura. Yeah, you know, you'd have, you kind of have to have that legacy there to actually get to her. Because I mean, let's be honest, I just want Honey Badger. Just bring Honey Badger. Yeah. And our pet Wolverine named Jonathan. All right. Okay, let's talk about books. So apologies if I never asked mm-hmm. you uh, and uh, oh, yeah, ever never used your question. Um, I asked for a lot of questions. We got a lot of questions, and then Comic Con dropped a, a, a shit ton of news on us. So we didn't need as many as we originally thought. Leave the questions in the bank. But yeah, yeah, leave them in the bank for later. So we'll get to some some books now, and we'll start with Justice League. We'll start with Justice League number four. Uh, Scott Snyder writing and Jorge Jimenez on the art, and. This, of course, is continuing where we left off with Joker behind behind a hot girl inside Martian Manhunter's body in the little ship. And I love the moment here where Hot Girl is basically like, oh, they won't cut through my metal my metal wings. And then the narration's like, oh, she realized that's for her head. <laughs> yep. And I love that Joker just wants to cut someone's head off. That's the only reason he's there. Yeah. And it's yeah, cooperative. Pretty much. He's oh. he's mad at the uh, end. He's like, "Oh, when can I get cut off someone's effing head?" He's like, "Soon, yeah. Joker, soon." You, you... Props. So so props to Jimenez for the art in this issue, because to make to make Superman look like Lex and to make Manhunter look like Joker, but without changing anything, just, yeah, just through facial expressions. Yeah, just the express, just the grins in their faces. Uh notch like. Yeah. He's really, and yeah, there's there's certain panels that, you know, some of the characters. It's, I, I've heard it described as almost like manga esque, like they have the big expressions, and stuff sometimes. But yeah. I'll trade that off for like the stuff that we see at the end with Superman yeah. and Manhunter. So just to set that up, so so by the end of the issue, like all all these things can happen at once. Where uh, Sinestro sort of like because the Barry kind of inadvertently fuel, fuels the still force by trying to fight it which then leads yep. to Umbrax being able to take over so the still force becoming powerful uh, assists the, the negative or the the, yeah. um, the ultraviolet so each, light we found that each one of these hidden powers each one of these hidden things they're powered by the thing in front of it 
Yeah. Right? So once the stealth force is unlocked, that unlocks the ultraviolet. And the ultraviolet's going to unlock something else. Yeah, whatever's uh, coming until next. Until they hit all seven. So we'll, we'll find what fun thing that is. So Sinestro gets an entire core. He, like, you know, enlists tons of people with his ring. He actually smashes yep. John Stewart's ring with a blast of energy. Just to sell, like, yep. how badass the ultraviolet power is. But at the end of the book, when this all goes down, Joker and, and Lex basically, like, I assume they have some sort of tech that helps them take control of Joke mm-hmm. uh, of uh, Superman and, and Martian Manhunter. So we end the book with yeah. them having the sick grins in their face. Um, and also, can I just say my favourite image in the book, though, might be Grodd with Baby Turtle on his chest. Hey, that's my favourite image. It's so good, though. It's, 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 it's like, like a parent with the little, you know, the little... Uh, what do you call the thing? Harness. The har- yeah, harness. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I expected this from Matt. Yeah. I'll be honest. I, I, like, I, I thought just, he might not. He's standing there. We get a bit of Grodd's origin, which is real cool, that he was an outsider even amongst the gorillas because he's telepathic. And somebody came to basically poach gorillas away, and he locked him in a in a, a cave and tortured him, made him yep. dance until he couldn't dance anymore. You know, very old, like, fairy tale-esque, which I like. Uh and but yeah him with this baby and him basically I feel it's like Luther trying to teach him to be compassionate because he has he's basically the Flash's greatest villain now because he can slow him down and he has the, the still force because the turtles found a way to pass his secrets on to the next generation and it's also yeah it's also unlocked more powers than Grodd because he's actually making Wonder Woman and Aquaman yeah. fight because they think they're fighting Cheetah and Black Manta respectively and they're yeah. actually fighting each other so there's a lot of stuff going down and let's not forget the fact that at the end of the issue because um, obviously it ties in the start and the end with the, the narration about Grodd and how he, he realised for his for his power all he had to do was reach out and sort of you know squeeze it essentially um, yeah. at the end it's like no the multiverse is literally in front of, of Lex and Joker and all they have to do is reach out and take it um, and yeah. there is like a representation there's like a sort of you know a it's like a disco ball almost yeah I'm actually trying to think of the math- mathematical name for the shape because I'm I'm sure that I've heard it before. Um, not that I'm going to tell you I know how many sides this thing has. It's, it's, all... it's, a, it's a sphere with bits on it. <laughs> God damn it! It's a black sphere. It's it's um. Someone someone in the comments. Like yeah. Decahedron. Yeah, yeah, decahedron, something like that. Something like that. Uh, de- de- that's only 10 that's only 10 but it's something well, like it's that a, it's, a, it's a geodesic dome is what it yes. is it looks like oh. Spaceship Earth at Epcot Pet- a tetracycline there you go <laughs> alright clearly sure. it's circular and it's tetra <laughs> it's circular uh, and it's tetrity so therefore circular tetrity I think I'm a jig right anyway so so yeah, that's how we end. So things are going bad for the league. So Joe, so Joker and Lex have taken over Superman and Martian Manhunter. Batman, like what? Uh, Hot Girl's knocked out. Batman's little ship's been blown up, and Batman's just like fighting off these parasites. He's keep it, He's still inside Superman. He's still this miniature little Batman inside Superman's body. Outside of the ship now. Outside of the ship, yeah. just fighting the fighting the little monsters. Um, and of course, Jean actually before he, before they turn, he tells Superman about the vision that he got from Vandal Savage uh, about this being the end of everything. And how it uh, may have also played a part in the the, the end of um of his race of, of the Martians. Yeah. So. so it talks about there was one person because they're all psychically linked. There was one person that was basically the receptacle of all knowledge of Mars, and they kept this person hidden, and that's why where he's been. He's been trying to find this, and that's why he was on Thanagar where he found her. And it turns out that 
what might have wiped out Mars was one of these seven forces. It was like yeah. the the four coming. So I, I, I like... love the the design of that other yeah. Martian, like mm-hmm. in the like floating in the white. Yeah. Do you know, I was just checking and, uh... Uh, on my phone there just to see if the Aquaman trailer dropped. Just because you know if it, if it dropped, we could talk about it like yeah. almost instantly. But uh, there's been two trailers. Fantastic Beast got another trailer yeah. and the Godzilla sequel got, I'm looking forward to that Godzilla sequel trailer I'll be watching that later I'm looking forward to both of those me Godzilla and Carl will be talking about those tonight we're doing a trailer show tonight yeah. um, so but but I, I like yeah. what uh, Snyder's doing with this hidden history of the DCU with these secret forces like I love anytime you can do something like this where there's kind of a force that, that relates to each one of the the GLs or the GLs each one of the I was thinking of the Ultraviolet but each one of the heroes, um, yeah. and you have the Steel Force here for Flash. You have the Ultraviolet for the GL Core. Looks like this, whatever the psychic plague is, might be Manhunters. Yeah, that makes That's a lot of sense. That's what we Uh And I also like that each time one is activated, it lights up on Luther's doorknob, which yeah. that's what I'm calling it for now on because. Yeah basically what it is yeah but it's, but it's such a weird just random object so i'm assuming we'll get yeah. some more backstories to what this thing actually is later yeah well well that's the thing it is a, a doorknob right because it appeared yeah. at the door and yeah it's gonna be okay so i mean a, a doorknob you know you use it to open a door so well, yeah it, i know it, but assuming what, what, these lights are, no no I'm assuming these lights are the key and and it's unlocking it what's yeah. the door to right oh sure yeah but why did it appear randomly at that one building in smallville no no Right, oh, that's that's a valid question because right now it's just oh. random as shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling like this is what we talked about where doom is fate and fate is doom, right? Mm-hmm. Old, yeah, like, I feel like we I feel... we might start getting some of this next mm-hmm. issue. Yeah, very possibly. Yeah, because with with yeah, because that's the Legion of Doom issue. Yeah. So, but I feel like it's it's calling to Lex and Lex in turn is calling to it. So, I also think there's going to be some kind of twist where none of this actually has happened. It's Manhunter. Like this is the darkest timeline, or whatever. Kind of hope not. Yeah, I hope not either. But I feel like that's how we can. Because man, it's gotten pretty dark for the Justice League. Oh, right it's now. gone pretty dark. Um, you know, so. Everything's happening. The villains are winning, uh, and it it kind of feels like to me that they won't really necessarily completely win. Like the Justice League won't necessarily completely win at the yeah. end of this arc. It feels like this will be there'll be some great leftover things for this run to like you know. You know, pick at and tr- solve over time. Yeah, well, uh, it's a war of attrition, right? So whatever ground that the Legion of Doom take, I'm sure Justice League will fight back. Yeah, and so it's a, it's a, you know, it's a game of I, inches. I, my my only uh problem in terms of the writing in this issue, because mm-hmm. you know I had a little few little nitpicks here with the art and yeah. certain panels, but writing wise, I wish that they hadn't said uh to to John that oh yo oh now now you're ultraviolet it's it's permanent. You'll never be a Green Lantern again. It's like yeah, we know it's not. Don't even bother. It's not yeah. worth even saying I, that. It's not I, worth trying to raise. The I saw him in Green Lanterns later in the week, and I was like, liar. <laughs> it just it feels weightless when you when you tell me that. Yeah, no, I, that's fair. I I, I am liking this uh, third person narration though that uh, the books are starting yeah. and ending with. I'm like, it feels big. It feels like a big deal. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you know whether this is a narrator we actually ever meet or if it's just you know this unseen you know narrator voice i, I kind of expect to meet them at some point because i think uh comics do that quite a lot where it'll feel like oh it's just narration and then yeah. eventually it'll turn out it is that someone telling the story yeah but i like it because it feels like oh this is a big deal it, it gives it that, that uh, just a little bit of the the gravitas yeah. of okay I, so i do like on that angle that 
it's uh, it's blank the, the narration boxes you know how you know usually when it's, it has some color scheme or some symbols you mm-hmm. know whose narration it is yeah, whereas white. these are just plain white yeah I wonder if it's going to be the monitor because we do get the return of the monitor in metal yeah sure um, but yeah let's, let's rate Justice League let's rate Justice League so uh, yeah, we'll see that. what do you give it Connor? Uh, 8.5 uh, I had a blast Matt uh, 8.5 I'll also go 8.5 okay that was nice and easy there you go. Uh, really solid uh, so we'll move on to Batman number 51 Tom King writing mm-hmm. Lee Weeks on art and so obviously this is um, you can feel some of the emotional fallout of the wedding and his anger but it's definitely focused on like a different plot right now um, and I'm, I'm curious actually what did you, what did you, how did you feel about this issue Matt did you like it yeah I did like it because yeah. we, we talked a little bit before I got to read it because uh, uh, we, we got together and recorded mm-hmm. a review for Glow and you had already read it uh, I was getting ready to and you're like yeah it's an interesting concept and yeah. so I, I started reading it, and once I realized it was going to take place in a courtroom, and how angry Batman was, instead of twelve angry men, it's one angry Batman. Yeah, do, do you know what I love about this is that I think if, once you've read a couple of pages, you kind of see exactly how it's going to end. You know where this is going. Yep. That the, the, the premise of this story is that Batman has captured Mister Freeze for the murder of three three women. Uh, the first one who, because yep. we see them all like lying there dead, the first one looks very Nora esque. Actually, I thought uh, with the blonde hair, yeah. all sort of spilled out, but. Uh, so Batman's tracked him down he's beat the shit out of Mr. Freeze and you can feel the anger and you get that the anger like the mm-hmm. reason why he's so enraged is because of the wedding because it didn't happen like, you know, that's where he is yeah. emotionally um, but you, you, you hear Mr. Freeze on the stand talking about how oh like he didn't care that night whether I did or not this wasn't the same Batman he was angry and I had to just um, you know I had to just confess because I, otherwise he'd have killed me and Bruce is like hearing all this. We see him with the, the 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 jury, you know, the rest of the jury, like out for lunch and stuff, and getting angry and ripping, you know, sinks or whatever off the wall in the in the bathroom. And I love this idea that the rest of the jury's like, oh well, Batman caught him. Batman saved his bunch of times. That's just all. Yeah, everyone is guilty. Yeah. It's like, oh wait, one person didn't say that. It has to be unanimous. So it's twelve angry men. But the twist here is that the one person who's saying, no, I don't believe he's guilty, is Batman, who's the one who put him there in the first place. And this is a story you can only do with something like Batman, though, right? Because typically, a police officer who arrests someone doesn't end up on the jury for said crime. Yeah, Yeah. it's tampering. Exactly. But But I love, so the one scene that made me realize, like, oh, shit, was the Commissioner Gordon scene where he's on the stand, Mm -hmm. and... The reason that he gave Batman the green light is because Batman had, had given him, like, he'd done his own investigation. And so the defense attorney is like, yeah, but Batman's not licensed by the city or the state, is he? And Gordon, like, hesitates. And it's all done in this nine-panel grid. And at the end, Hesse goes, well, no, he's not. And you're like, oh, Gordon just got lawyered. Yeah, he just got he's lawyered. again. Uh, Billick's so, on the stand at one point um, and again it's kind of showing you how violent Batman was being and the Batarang was kind of sticking in Freeze's cheek uh, and all the rest of it but I like it because it's, we understand why he's why he is upset we understand why he's feeling obsessed right now um, and I think the beautiful thing about this story to me is that Bruce kind of realises that as he's hearing these statements is he, he, he this is him learning that he has been ang- angry he did go overboard and this is him yep. dealing with that. So him putting his hand up at the end to say no, 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 like I don't believe he's guilty. We need to talk about this. Is like him yeah. admitting to himself, oh wait, I went too far, and we have to do this properly. 
Um, I like yeah, that because a lot. he believes in justice. It does. He doesn't believe yeah. in vengeance. And yeah. if and if Freeze is innocent, and he's locked him away for something he actually didn't do, despite of all the other stuff that Freeze has done, mm-hmm. then that that's a problem to Batman's mission. So I like how layered this was. And I'm, very, I'm I'm expecting Connor to say he hated it because he's been very quiet whilst we have been praising it. No, no, I didn't. I, I like it well enough. I. I... I didn't love it to the same extent you guys clearly did. I thought, yeah, it was pretty solid. Yeah, I a, thought I'm the a sucker art elevated for it. A courtroom story, though, too. So the fact that we're doing it with Batman, it's like, I can't think of too many other uh, courtroom stories with Batman. You know? Yeah. Like, I, think it, I think it's kind of funny how uh, just, you know, 10 minutes ago you were saying you wanted a Daredevil, you know, Daredevil yeah. over here. You can do that, those things instead of with, right? with Batman. That's, yeah. Yeah. No, I I just, I love the twist on the class because obviously it's like it's, you know Twelve Angry Men. You see a lot of TV shows do Twelve Angry Men episodes where they'll have like you know Veronica Mars did it where she was the one person who's like no 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 that's not you know say say the the because because usually it'll be someone who's like like the jury will be like want to convict the the kid because you know maybe they're being racist maybe they're just assuming that this kid's guilty and then the one person no 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 there's evidence to suggest let's talk about this and, end, and by the end of the story they'll actually convince the rest of the jury that no there is reasonable doubt we can't convict this person right. flipping that on its head and having Batman the one who captured him in the first place being the one who's arguing yeah. and saying no 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 wait a minute actually um, but having the emotional weight behind it because it's him realising that he was being angry that he scared him enough because he's being brutal because he's letting his yep. emotions get to him I think that's great uh, that, this, is, this is when King deals with the emotion behind something it's when he's firing on all cylinders and I think this was a, yeah. this was a great issue of the run I think I agree fantastic I think uh, I, I, I very much enjoyed seeing Dick Bats again uh, even if yeah. it was briefly yeah, yeah. I know uh, King said he wants to make the, a dick asking how can I help his his thing I'm all for that yeah yeah. well that makes sense because if he has to you know Bruce Wayne has to play Bruce Wayne then you can't have Batman not being out there you can't just have Nightwing come and cover yeah, you know, it's gotta be Batman I, I, I do like how he has a, a, a plan for, for when he has jury duty also yeah. I actually like the idea that he because I mean Bruce could sneak out of the motel if he wanted to like he's Batman yeah. but he chooses to play by the rule and stay there and just have you know dick cover for him I actually kind of like that yeah yeah I also like that Batman rips the uh, urinal off the wall well Bruce rips it because he's angry like and as someone that knows that takes quite a amount of force yeah, I feel like it just raises some questions. Being like, you know, there's not that many people in this building. Who did this? Yeah, that's that's. things don't just fall off. That's no. that's fair. That's fair. he can pay for it though. He can afford it. <laughs> He'll just. Oh yeah, but, but yeah, like, but then that's admitting that he did it. I mean, it's like why? In the grand scheme, my watch. In the grand scheme of crimes, it's not like you know. He's, he'll make up well, some excuse. It's a misdemeanor, a misdemeanor at, the, at the very least. Vandalism yeah. in, the, in, the, in the slightest. Yeah, yeah. but but no, I really like this. the art. I mean, Lee Weeks too. That's great. Like, I love Lee. Weeks. So good. it's very understated because yeah, the action sequences are there, but it's he the courtroom. It it feels like a courtroom movie. It's very cinematic in that way. You know, static shots. I- not. I think the the best page is the one at night, you know, in the in the in the room, uh, with him just staring out the window. Being, yeah. and, and you, know, you think he's going out to be Batman because he sees the bat signal, and then yeah. it's it's obviously not him. He, he changed his mind. Stick. And of those, course, those panels of him reflecting on that. And of course, Gordon knows that it's not the same Batman. Yeah, that was established. Yeah, just back, immediately. Yeah, that was established back when he was Batman that he could tell that it wasn't oh. the same guy. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite lines of that entire run actually in Batman and Robin 
um, is when you, you, the scene goes like the, the Batman Gordon scene, the rooftop goes as normal, and at the end of it, Jim turns around and says, "He called me Jim," like you know, because he keeps he keeps calling him Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. But Batman never did that. Batman always called him Jim. Uh, I, I love that moment in that run. So no, I like that. That's that's continuing that he still he, he still knows, but it's not him. Yeah. Uh, so no, nah, I, I thought this was a really great issue. I'm loving what it's doing, and this is probably just like a two parter, maybe a three parter. But uh, I, I think it's um, it's it's hitting a lot of points for me in terms of what it's doing emotionally for for Batman, um, and it's a pretty issue as well on top of that. So uh, really good stuff. Uh, so let's rate let's rate the book. Connor, rate, rate the Batman fifty one. Uh, I'll pull it up a little. I'll give it a seven point five. <laughs> oh, Matt. Oh, this is eight point five. I enjoyed this just as much as Justice League. Yeah, so, hell, I'm going to go one step. I'm going to go a nine. I'm giving this a nine out of ten. There you go. I love this issue. Uh, this was great. After the win issue, which even for me was a bit murky in places, this was a nice like. No, 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 no. We still got it. It's fine. Like the run's good. It's fine. Um, all right, so that's that's Batman fifty one. So that'll take us on to Green Lantern's issue fifty one, and that's Dan Jurgens writing, Mike Perkins on the art. Uh, so we ended last issue with a guardian being killed and Jesse's ring saying, "Hey, don't trust anyone. They all might be, you know, up to something." Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of you know, we deal with the fallout of that, and they get the guardian and back to you know back to the uh, the, the, the I can't remember the lantern's name, the the the, the medic one, <laughs> the one who can heal them. Yeah. Or pot- at least well, try to. The... He or she is not a uh, a lantern though. She's just the doctor. She's from Salak's planet. I was in a lantern. I didn't even notice. No, she's not a lantern. No, there was a whole thing with it. They 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 yeah. brought along when I think it was uh, with the Orion. Orion. Yeah. So to piece back the heart. Was that in yeah. a? Yeah. Was that in Hallam Pals? That was in. Uh, it was in Hallam Pals. Hallam Pals. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's why. Uh, it was it was when it was when Kyle was keeping him alive, yeah. yep. right? Well, that, yep. that'll be why I don't know who the oh. character is then. <laughs> um, yes. So, uh, so they, they bring him in, and again, Jess Jess's ring is kind of telling us stuff. Uh, you know, don't trust anyone. Um, and you know, the other characters are like, oh wait, this seems weird. The injuries indicate that this was murder. You know, because there's a big point here with Kyle just to say it, murder, um, and everyone's kind of kind of reacting to it. Um, and then of course, uh, Guy and Kilowog show up with John uh, half dead. But you know, we can still maybe save him. And then they're like, wait, what happened here? But of course, through all this, they end up getting the call to a plan because we start the book with the villain who we met last week. Uh, or last issue yeah. attacking attacking this planet. Um, let me just remember, what was the name of the planet again? Just remind me. Oh, Penelo. Uh, there you yeah. go. But it's it's, a, it's an aquatic planet. No. So we have this aquatic lantern who we see at the start of the issue. But when the the team all show up at the end, um, like what was it like something like ninety percent of the population or something like that ridiculous had yeah. been killed. Can, can, yeah, can we talk like... about how the design of this thing is is just a giant eyeball with with squid tentacles. It's, yeah, it's, it's very much. It looks like a, a micro, like something you'd see like plankton or whatever yeah. on a microscope. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, uh, yeah, it's it, super cool. It's almost like a very uh, likable Starro. Like not not with the bad. I mean, I like Starro, but like not with the bad attitude. It's yeah. like a it's like a a normal person version yeah, of Starro. It's some eyeball squid, like, yeah. like Connor said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and that one's name is Penelops. Yeah, Penelops. That was it. Uh, so Penelops of, of Penelo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew they had similar words. That's why I was trying to remember what they were. Uh, so they go and like Jess tries to help, and they, they find you know they find him, and he's dead, and like all, all the squid, like the tentacles are all like ripped off, and it's really sad. And Je- do you know what I love about this? I love that Jess when she sees this, instead of getting scared like she has in the past, she gets angry because someone did this, yep. and she wants to fight. 
and I like that progression for Jess. I think that's really cool. Because um, I'm liking it, even though this book seems to be, you know, becoming the, the, the core book with, like, all the characters, I like that Jess still kind of feels like the one in the middle. She still kind of feels like the one that we're getting yeah. the most um, narration, at least for this arc. Maybe that'll change arc to arc. As... It, it does at the minute where, where we're getting her ring, especially. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I feel like, you know, Isaiah, it, might, it might change each arc, we get a different one. Yeah. Um, but, so, so yeah, so obviously the other thing as well is that the storms are getting worse in Mogo, and all the lanterns actually make a dome. Um they all can bang. Yeah, but they say this doesn't. They never thought about this because Mogo's always kept the weather. So what has yeah. happened to Mogo that has let him slip? So we'll, we'll see. Because they're hitting that. Maybe it's the power battery. Something's yeah. up with that. Yeah, well, that's, that, and that makes sense given that the rings are being corrupted and giving them false information. Yep. So it, it makes some sense. Uh, so, so yeah, so we actually end with uh, like Mogo actually just can't, you know, the, the dome, the lanterns who are left behind to maintain the dome just can't do it. Um, and we see that the, the, the storm just starts to destroy buildings at the end. Um, so, uh, also, the guardians say, like, one of them thinks they can hear a whisper. Like, did you hear that? Yep. Someone just said, You're beaten. Yeah. So someone's coming out. So that's villains coming after them, and they have a lot of power. They're, they're controlling the, the rings and the and the the battery. So I mean, we'll see where this goes. I mean, I I really like the last issue of this. I st- I think this pretty much maintained the quality for me. Um, if anything, I think they yeah. are more consistent yeah. than it was last time. Yeah, yeah, it has some really nice smaller moments. Um, yeah, I, I really liked when um, you know Jess is being nervous because the rings telling her don't trust anyone, and she's yeah. trying to bite her nails, but mm. she's got like the the gloves she- on. Yeah, right. yeah, I, I like that page a lot actually. Does it? I, I, I think um, so I, I like the shadow work, especially uh, on those early pages. Yeah, there's still, there's still, I still feel like there's a few panels where it just doesn't quite feel right. Yeah, but it's it's getting better as it goes on. I, I agree. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I like the art in this one much better than the last one, uh, especially the aquatic stuff. So it felt like it had a flow to it. It looked like, definitely yeah, in it looked different as well, which I thought was nice from the rest of the stuff. Yeah, I think it's worth. And obviously, we we mentioned last time how all like the the, the ships and vehicles yeah. and and the, the the architecture felt really good. I yeah. think it was interesting to see how you know. I think it's the colors that really brought out uh, the the aquatic yeah. world so much. Yeah. But it, it was nice to see something organic feel uh, as natural as the other stuff. Which is nice. It's mm-hmm. nice that the the mechanical stuff and the organic stuff does feel so different. It, it gives it a nice contrast, like yeah. just sort of naturally in the book. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do want to give a big shout out to the colours, like especially when they're going underwater. You got that, the orange mining beams and that glow coming off it as mm-hmm. under the water. It, it just looked fantastic. Yeah, because uh, Jess and Simon try to like you know find where this this beam is going. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. And she's like, oh well, this can't be connected to the mogul stuff. And the ring's like, nah, don't be so sure, Jessica. Like, nah, that this might uh-huh. be connected. Uh, and we're pretty sure it is because we we know that the same villains yeah. who are doing this are the ones who are. Mm-hmm. Uh, controlling the, the the rings, so no. And uh, no, that was a solid uh, follow up issue. Um, so far I'm digging yeah. Jurgen's take on this. I'm like I'm making the plot. I'm making mm-hmm. I'm making the natural disaster kind of stuff on Mogo. Is it something different just to yeah. see all this destruction? Uh, in this context, well, yeah, we're used to seeing them deal with like uh, invasions and whatnot, but not natural disasters. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I like that. Uh, so now, so we're, we're building up these villains. Uh, we got good art, and we're building up this ring mystery stuff, which I'm I'm, I'm enjoying quite a bit. So, um, so yeah, no, I dig it. So uh, let's rate it, Connor. Would you would you give Green Lanterns fifty one? Um, straight eight. That's cool, Matt. Yeah, so I liked it a little bit less than Connor did. I gave it seven point five. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to agree with Connor. I'm going to go straight eight as well. I, I this has been really solid so far. I mean, it's only been two issues. We'll see how it goes, but 
Um, well, it's yeah. a good start. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging the character work with Jess. I'm digging the ring stuff. I'm digging the art. So I don't have a lot of, lot of complaints. I think it's really solid. So we'll move on then. We'll move on to a book that I did not read that you two read. This is the final issue of Raven the Bold, Batman and Wonder Woman issue six. Liam Sharp, of course, writing and doing the art. So take it away. The, the final issue for now. Yeah, yeah, that's because, what it does. Uh, it, it turns out, you know, this, this teases some stuff at the end and mm-hmm. it actually ends saying end of book one. Yeah. Which uh, is So cool. I'll just... I'll just say that I didn't think it quite stuck the landing. Like as I was reading, I was like, okay, well, this isn't how I thought it would end. And then I get to the to the last, and it says end of book one, and it definitely feels like the yeah. end of a part one. It, it does. Um, I feel like it's because the the mystery stuff obviously was all wrapped up last issue, which yeah, uh, we we don't. And this is all the action sequence. It's sharp, just unleashing. Yeah. Uh, he, holy crap! Is this book because because we get the battle between the Cephamorians and then the alliance of. The Dodanin and the Fomorians. Um, yeah, so and, and Wonder that's Woman. That's pretty cool. Yeah, with Wonder Woman in the lead with uh, with um, who's the king? Finn McCall. Yep. Yeah. So I thought that was all pretty cool. Like there's a, there's a page where you look at the battle and there's two like look, they look like trolls throwing boulders at each other. Yeah. Like, and, and, so. and on the other side you've got Elena uh, using his silver arm kind of lightning summoning like almost like thor's hammer yeah it's kind of the effect cool. that it has and it, it uh, looks great but yeah so so we get the big battle between Aleta and and uh his brother balor yeah. and that page right there where they're standing across from each other and it's just oh my god and the, fire the, the and ash. Fire all around. it's incredible isn't it yeah it's real cool and it my my big thing is i never felt like balor was this big of a threat like i felt like the uh, sharp started building to him a little bit late and yeah. So we didn't get like this underlying threat of him, and like I know from outside reading of the Celtic mythos how dangerous he is with the evil eye and, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that blast. But I would have liked to send more, seen more. So when you get to this point in the book, you like super understand what had happened. No, I agree. Right now, it's just oh, he's a threat. He's from outside. We're yeah. we're, we're kind of with Batman and Wonder Woman in that sense of we don't yeah. really know what's going on. It's just these people are telling us it's a threat, so it's a yeah. threat. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Kernunos dies, which... Yeah, you know, he takes a, a spear to the chest to protect Wonder yeah. Woman. Right, but what's really cool is when he dies, he becomes, like, nature, right? Oh, it's, 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 again, it's gorgeous. He, he kind of yeah. becomes all these flowers and grass, like, uh-huh. and it's just, again, it's a fantastic image. It's kind of hint that he's the god of nature, and there might be... Because he just didn't become bones or ash, there might be a rebirth, which which now we see that yeah. uh, King Fionn McCool ends up finding baby Kernunos. But now, because of what uh, Aleta did by opening the causeways, there's nobody to shepherd the people in between. So yeah. now, until Kernunos is, is aged up, which we know time goes differently in Terranog yeah. in, in the real world, that's going to be a problem, which I like that's how this ended to where Batman and Wonder Woman are now aware of this. You know, but yeah. until baby Kernunos can age up to where he can go and see all these causeways yeah wonder woman actually stays over there for now yeah uh, uh, here. She, she stays to help and you know guard while tenonus is, is is missing yeah and and she fights balor which is super cool because he's he's taking it to Alito with the evil eye and uh you just see yeah. this fist come in and punch him right in the evil eye and she's fine like yeah. 
and it, it's it's really cool and she looks like the goddess that of war panel where she comes yeah. out of the flames after yep and oh my god the, yeah but sharp, the this is stunning isn't it yeah sharp killed it and by the end you see that elita he's all been burned it's he's in a worse place than he was when we started when he was dying and he'd switched yeah but and, uh, and then we have some of the stuff with batman in in gotham uh, yep. Some of the people did get through the once yep. the causeway opened, and you know they're not evil. That, that, you know he makes no. a point saying you know they're not criminals. He he basically brings in the bat plan and knocks them out with sleeping gas, with which gas. is another yeah. fantastic double page spread. He points out that they're refugees, which I like. Yeah, in he, he knocked them out eight. just as we need to deal with yeah. it, like keep you know keep it yep. contained at the moment. But yep. he makes a point so. of saying these are not to be locked up. They came here because they were right. you know, they wanted freedom. Right. And that's yeah. what, at the end, that's what Alfred says. He has a line that says, may I offer an observation? These people have a path to freedom now. Is that so bad? And then Batman points out, he goes, well, they imprisoned themselves for a reason. And then we get the, the end of the, the page where, or the last page, yeah. where Balor was just the beginning, it looks like. It looks it's like there's an evil mountain. Huge-ass monster like, thing. Yeah. And Balor's eye is swollen shut. Like, one of them did damage yeah. on that. But yeah, no, the art was bar none the star of this book. This, this um, I'm kind of glad the... it's... Go on. Go ahead. This was the, the action issue to end it. Like, yeah. you know, we, we had the the resolution to the mystery last issue, and this was yeah. just, let's have some action at the end. Yeah. Uh, had I known, though, there was going to be more, which I know they can't do, I would have, like, okay, it didn't quite stick the landing, but that that's kind of the point that it's in, that this is, end of all, it's the end of this arc, but it's just the end of part one. Yeah, I think the fact that it distinctly says at the end, end of book one, yeah. changes my opinion a bit. Because if, if this yeah. had just been the end and, and we mm -hmm. didn't know whether there was going to be any more or not, and I was yep. like, okay, well, this is supposed to be the whole story, yep. I'd probably be a little disappointed as well. But knowing yeah. that, no, this is actually the end of act one, mm -hmm. it's it's different. You you have to you know, look at it in that perspective. And on that, yeah. it's left me really excited. And... I know Sharp's going uh, to be busy for a bit now with Green yep. Lantern, and that's exciting as well, but I'm looking forward to him getting back to this. Uh, I assume it'll just be another Brave and the Bold. It might be yeah. three different characters, Wonder Woman and someone else, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe it'll be Batman and someone else. You know, it depends which way they want to go with it. Yeah. One That'd be cool. Them, as long as it's got to be a team-up. Uh, yeah. So that would be cool. But but no, yeah. So if I'm rating it, this was an eight. The art. Yeah, the, I, yeah, the I, I agree. Yeah, on on the story, it's a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's 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 very straightforward. It's just here's the here's yeah. the the fun stuff. But oh man, yeah. it's it's a beautiful book. I got, I gotta go. So it's I've reached my limit. You've reached your limit. So we, we'll do the, yeah. the the best of stuff quickly then. Yeah, I'll just do my best of stuff real quick and then let you guys go. Um, All right. Okay. Well, so so panel slash moment. Yeah. My, my panel that it's Grodd holding Baby Turtle, in the in the Bjorn. I I can't not. The art is Brave and the Bold uh, from Sharp. Yeah. Cover, this one was a little bit more difficult, uh, but I think I gave it to Batman because of the oranges and the, the outline of, of Freeze and Batman. It just it looks super cool. And if I'm ordering the four books that I that I read, it, it's Justice League Batman. That's a one and two. They could go either way. And then Brave and the Bold and then Green Lanterns. So. Not a lot of books, but you sound like you, like, you enjoyed them all, so. You know. Yeah, I did. They're all they're all varying degrees of good. So, but yeah. So with that, um, I gotta I gotta go. All right, mask on. So I guess he didn't want to listen to me talk about Bat Batwoman. 
bastard. Not sure I can blame them. <laughs> Lucky bastard. Um, yeah, this is the thing. Bad. It's not. It's not. It's not that bad. It's just. It's, it's, it's not even close to the worst of the of the the run. Um, it's just because I know it's ending. I'm not that into it anymore. So it's, just, it's kind of like I read it this week because oh, I've only got three other books. <laughs> like so, it's like okay, I'll read it because we don't have a whole lot there. Well. Um, no, nah, it's it's a, it's a clock clock king uh, story, and Montoya's there, so that's fun. Uh, Montoya's investigating uh, th- th- these like criminals that are actually clock robots. We don't actually they don't confirm it's clock king till the the very end, but it's you know it's like there's probably going to be a clock king. Let's be honest. Uh, so we get these weird clock mechanical robots doing doing thievery and whatnot, and the uh and you know eventually we, we see that batwoman's living with her sister julia's there as well it's been a couple of months since the end of the last arc um and because she references the wedding even she, re- she references that batman's in a bit of a pissy mood <laughs> because of the because of the wedding fiasco and yeah so she shows up because she's on the news that uh the police station's under attack renee's under attack uh from the clock king's robots and she swoops in to help and they have some banter as they're fighting off robots and try to figure things out and um then it turns you know clock king shows up at the end and he's like oh well batwoman will have to go she's going to interfere with my my plans and that's your cliffhanger sounds kind of mediocre um no it doesn't sound bad it just sounds like really really standard I mean, I don't think the plot itself is mediocre. I think you're getting mediocre because of my lack of enthusiasm as I talk about it. <laughs> Maybe, but I mean, just in terms of what you're describing there, it feels okay. Clock King, robots, cool. Honestly, see, the, seeing the clock robot for the first time was probably the most exciting part of the the, the book because it was such a weird image. It was like, oh, what's this? Clock face robot. This is weird and comic booky and silly, right. and I can kind of, can't get into. It. No, I mean it was fine. Like, I, I can't even be like. Harsh. I just, I'm kind of checked out because you know I've already kind of fallen off the series at this point, and I'm reading it just because yeah. there's not a lot of books this week, um, oh. and there's only one issue left. So clearly the next issue will wrap up this plot, and that'll be it. That'll be the end of the end of the story. Um, and you know it was like okay, so Montoya clock robot in the first scene that was fun, but then it cut to like Kate and her sisters there, and they're talking about dealing with Alice, and I'm like, you know what, I'm so done with the Alice plot at this point. Like in this book, yeah. I'm so done. And then there's a scene where Sophia shows up to talk to her and offers offers Kate uh, a chance to like go with her to a new island and you know be who they are. And you know, and Kate ultimately and quite you know thankfully decides no, like that's not who I am. I, like I you know I I, I I want to build like a base here in Gotham and actually have a life to like live and not not be hiding. Uh, but that entire scene, I was just like, oh Sophia, island bullshit. Like, like this 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 series clung to that far too long uh that i was just annoyed to even like talk about it anymore um but it's not it's not bad though that's no that's the problem with this book in a nutshell though isn't it 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 had it had one idea and that was it and then it was like right okay what now oh the just more of that and then we'll 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 use alice that'll do kind of feels like this book. you know it that's why it started so straight had an idea It, it had something and then it didn't really know what to do after that. I think it's not so. I mean, I I think it's fine if you have the one through line for your all sixteen, eighteen issues of your of your book. I, I think the problem is that after the the opening intrigue about it, the all, all the elements of the island stuff got really uninteresting. Like they became, yeah. you know, the, the the twins and who they were working for ended up being really 
a bit of a damp squib, just not not that exciting. I mean, yeah. Tahani was a really fun villain for a while, but uh, ultimately, it just I felt like she was playing second fiddle after a while to to Alice or to whoever. Um, yeah. So no, it's just, it's you know, it's like, I mean, if I'm rating it, it's, a, it's like a six. You know, it's a six point five maybe. That's fine. It's, it's got some fun stuff. I like Montoya. Clock King robots are cool. Kate and Montoya have good chemistry. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a little bit too wordy in places. There's a couple of pages where there's just too much like narration from Batwoman. It's like, okay, I get it. She's monologuing internally. Um, simplify yeah. this a little bit. You're just you're you're filling the page up with lots of words. Uh, but it's, it's not terrible though. It's just you know it's just a, it's a it's a fine book. But I've, I've kind of the, the series has just lost me, and it didn't really do enough to yeah. to grab me. So that's Batwoman. Well, so then we're going to get you a lot more negative because I've, I've structured these so that it's you then me then you because we're, we're going to be talking uh, I figured it would be yeah because we're going to be talking about our, our books that we're, we're forced to read because of Patreon patreon.com slash TV. if you want to go over there and support the, the, the show and the channel you can and one of the, the sort of higher tiers there is you can force Connor and myself to read a book um, once per month and we're doing all of these Connor's got two I've got one and we're doing all in this episode because we had less books uh, so it was easier to fit them in. So, Connor is going to do the Curse of Brimstone number three. Justin Jordan, right? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm I'm doing Red Hood first. I need to get this out of the way. No, I've got Red Hood last. How dare you? I don't care. I'm doing I'm doing Red Hood because I need to get this out of the way. I need to be angry. I'm I'm hyped, ready to be angry. Fine. Red Hood and the Outlaws issue twenty three. Scott Lobdell and uh, Trevor Hearsign. This is one of the worst issues yet. Do you know what this issue is? The secret history of Jason's parents. And what's so bad about getting more information on the, the Todds? Because none of it is interesting in the slightest. So, I mean, I, I assume you don't remember, because why would you pay attention to anything I say about this? But no, I don't. You know how he got that, those, he got those letters from, from Margun? Uh, from from Margan's granddaughter with the same name. Um, but so he gets these letters and it's like, oh, sorry, I kept all these letters from you. They came while uh, while uh, I was looking after you, but I just didn't give them you. And it's it's these letters from his dad while he was in prison. And it's so much bullshit. It's like, oh yeah, well, I thought I'd better tell you uh, what about what happened. Oh yeah, I met, I met your mom. I was I was selling drugs, and I probably shouldn't have sold them to her, but screw it I thought why not I wanted to talk to her so I sold her drugs didn't end well uh, and then it, so uh, you know bit of a time jump with the letter it's like well you know she got pregnant it was fine for a bit I thought well I better get a job but it, it didn't go so well you know because uh, he became a henchman he, he basically did the uh, you know what we, we now he'd have been using that app from from you know a few issues ago Oh yeah, the henchman. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, the henchman app. Probably the best idea this this series has had. But, um, yeah, and uh, but yeah, he, he became a henchman, and obviously he got put away for that because he got caught because Penguin made him a fall guy. Um, they get she gave birth at home on their own. There was no doctors or anything because they were like, yeah, no, we had it under control. We knew what we were doing. Because they just they they went to a few classes, uh, you know, breathing and you you know those pregnancy classes that you go to. Yeah, yeah. They went to a couple of those, but they got kicked out 
because the instructor didn't approve of her drinking beer during the classes. And he was like, well, you know what she's talking about. How, how, how cliched, like, like, you know, trailer park sort of characters are, are his parents here. This is feeling like a caricature of like this the sort of sc- is, yeah. the sort of scumbag that you have in like you know like you know in a movie where you have like the, the kid who is going to grow into bigger things but he, he grows up in this really bad environment with all these people around him that's what yeah. this feels like what you're describing there is ready player one no no i'm thinking more extreme than that no to be fair the book was more extreme sure i'm, I'm, I'm thinking now they blurred together in my head the movie wasn't quite as bad no, his stepdad but, um, was a bit of an asshole in the movie. It wasn't. Yeah, no, it, it was it was it was much worse than the book, I, mm. I think. Um, but yeah, it gets towards the end of the letters, and he's like, "Well, you know, I I I I took up this offer to be a, a test subject for some scientific experiment. It was like, uh, if if I live, uh, they let me leave early, but I might die. So, but I'm going to do it anyway. And then we cut ahead because it opens with a little like you know." little bit in the future with him in fighting with some goons and then it cuts back an hour to all of this stuff him reading all these letters and so that was one page at the start or was it a double page spread at the start maybe yeah double page spread at the start of him doing that and then all these letters and then at the end we get like four pages i think maybe three pages of um him going to to his dad's grave and penguin and some sniper are watching and he opens the grave and there's no one in there because of course there's not and and he he's screaming he's going oh, i don't care he, he's actually kneeling next to the grave going no you, you you don't not making me care i don't care about you stop doing this and then just shouts out loud i don't care it's really comical and uh penguin's just laughing because he's like well looks like he, he didn't enjoy what happened so clearly we're doing bullshit with his dad next and then he stands really up. Really hate. Then he stands up and says, "F Batman, right?" Is that what happens? He might as well. <laughs> I didn't think this issue could, this series could annoy me more, but found a way. What was the art like? But the new artist on this issue, what was that no, like? It was, it was, it was fine. It, it, it was, you know, perfectly solid. It was nothing. It did, it did a reasonable job of imitating Soy's style, but. Obviously not up to that standard because it's always pretty damn good. Yeah, that but, makes yeah, sense. It's not bad. Makes sense. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Anything else you want to add before you read it? I really hated this issue. <laughs> um, I'll give it like a two. Because there is technical craft in the sense that there is a structure and the art is fine, you know, but it's it's pretty decent. So I can't get I can't go lower than that. Alright. Well, that'll take us on to my forced reading book of the month, which is Hawk and Dove number two. Written by Stellan Gates, art by Rob Layfield. And issue one ended with the 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 who turned out to be Condor. Um, who I've heard of actually, Condor jumped out. Although I thought he jumped out uh, at um, Hawk, he turned out he, he actually jumped out at someone else who just looks like Hawk, 
<laughs> another avatar of war there's lots of these avatars of war running around apparently um, yeah, great, great job differentiating those Lifefield well when I turned the page after this I was like oh yeah Hawk has a lot more red in his costume but you know the, the overall design is pretty similar right um, but he uh, yeah he's uh, Osprey which I looked up I was curious if this is a character that I should like you know, I mean not that I would know him because I haven't read that much Hawk and Dove stuff but like is this a character from the history because I'm like oh, who is this guy that he's, he's, he's kidnapped and ultimately kills here um, apparently this was his only appearance <laughs> So that's, that's I, I appreciate they at least kept the bird of prey theme. Oh sure. The yeah. So the, so so Condor is a as a as a proper hawking dove villain though. He's um he's someone who kills other avatars to gain more power. He's ba- he's basically like a, a Jet Li's movie, the one where he kills the other <laughs> versions so that he gets more powerful. Uh, that's essentially what he's doing. But he's also he's got a he's got an ally here. Uh, that's this woman who when he kills Osprey he has the power transferred to her instead and she becomes his female partner called Swan so we have Condor and Swan as the essentially the evil versions of Hawk and Dove right okay okay fine whatever uh, my favourite part of this though is after the full page spread of her like in her new costume um, and she says Swan because that's how they turn into their, their, their counterparts as they say the name of their, their hero they, they make out right and I shit you not Condor's hand is just grabbing her ass to be fair that was not exclusive to this book early new 52 it's not it's not but I've not read those early new 52 books in a while you know I haven't really had much of a reason to go back but that, that is fair it's just it's really bad and then on top of that the the her chest in that shot you know pressing against him it, it, you know sometimes like comic costumes especially on females don't feel like they're actually like on top of them they just feel like they're, they're painted skin but here especially for some that, that that boob just looks like it's just a boob it looks like she's just painted yellow it's it's really I, I, there's all sorts of just tackiness to this that I, I just I can't quite uh, comprehend uh, did you expect much more from Leifeld? Mm, nah, yeah. not really uh, and then, then Detective Man with the, the cool sunglasses is, uh, <laughs> is 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 dealing with more crisis and Hawk and Dove are helping uh, the, the, you know, fighting these zombie dudes that they've been fighting and Hawk of course is an asshole because he's always an asshole that's what he, he, he does uh, the main thing here though is that Deadman because Deadman is dating Dove if you remember that from last issue and Deadman shows up and he's like hey you're hanging around doing stuff we've got a date tonight and she's like, sorry, you know, this is really important. We have to deal with these zombie soldiers and find out who's doing it, blah, blah, blah. And he ends up leaving in a huff because uh, Hawk comes in and he's like, hey, partner, are you okay? And he puts his arm around her and Dead Vaz is like, mm. And he just sort of leaves through the wall and he looks all upset. Um, also, I am fairly certain that Leifeld just copied, like, Dove's face between two panels because it's it's one of those things where she looks around, she sees like Dead Man's walking through the wall, and then there's a second panel where he's completely gone with a different speech bubble. But I swear the drawing of her looking over her shoulder is the exact same on both. Like it's not like probably is. You know, it's not like there's a, some subtle differences in the expression or anything like that. It's the exact same mouth, the exact same nose, like the, the angle, everything. Yeah, but you know, you know why they do it, right? Because they can just copy and paste. If you're not, I get why they do it. I'm just saying it's lazy. 
It is lazy. Like, I, I don't even have a problem with them copying and pasting the, the base of it and then just like altering the bit you need to alter. I'm fine with that. That's just a no, it's, no, it's safe time. I've, I've called it out on, on this show before, that problem. Um, uh, I think it was, was it Man that did the uh, the, the, the Batman issues with uh, Superman and Lois there? And, you know, where they all went to the, 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 the fair? Yeah. There was a there was a there was a sequence in that where he kept reusing the same faces. I yeah. remember that. This bugs me more though, because this is sequential, like directly sequential, and it's meant to be like a like sequence of events. Back. Yeah. They're right next to each other. Yeah. Uh, it's just the same face, copy and pasted. It's weird. Like again, copy the thing and just change the mouth or whatever, just so that you, you, the expression gets bigger or something like that. Like I, I'm fine with that. It's yeah, a way yeah. to save time. I get it. Um, but yeah, so they, they fight some more zombies. And then Hank's dad is getting a, an award. So they're going to this gala thing. And uh, Hank's ex-girlfriend's coming. Like His dad's invited her. So he's pissed about that. He's pissed that she's there. And then Dove shows up. Everyone looks like ridiculous in their dresses, might I add. Um, Leifeld has a way with boobs. That's all I'm saying. He's got a way with boobs. To be fair, and you know, I just, we're not giving, shouldn't give him too much shit because... He is equally bad with men. Oh sure, sure. Like uh, he's not very I, I, good. I, I, I don't. I don't want. It, I don't want the indication that he's just sexist. He's just bad. <laughs> I mean, he can be sexist and also be terrible with men. He, he can. can. He, he can, can be both. I don't think saying, "Oh, yeah, yeah," but I, I, I just want to point out, he's really poor during men's physiques as well. Sure, sure. Um, He's also given the ladies like ridiculous cleavage as well. I mean, that's just not ignore that. I mean, I'm not looking at this. I don't want to play yeah. too much. So it's a giant. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, dresses like this exist, but it just it feels weird when both the like the supposed supposedly sexy kind of bitchy ex girlfriend and Dove, who's meant to be our you know avatar of peace, as the book points out proudly when she first appears in the issue, uh, she's also wearing this extremely like you know big slit down her dress. Uh, and she's there to support her friend's dad. It's not. It's just like I don't know. Just it feels like no. Every everyone must be showing as much cleavage as possible because uh, Leffield's drawing the book. Um, but aye, so there's basically the bad guys show up. Uh, Hawk and Dove transform into Hawk and Dove. Uh, they go. They go looking for the villains. And the final cliffhanger page is Condor and um, and Swan. Uh, and they've, they've grabbed the, 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 his dad and the guy presenting the award and it's like uh, yeah so yeah and it just it says next time Hawk and Dove versus Condor and Swan and I'm like who gives a shit so I mean it's not it's still not the worst thing ever the art's awful the art is absolutely awful the writing's just kind of okay It'll annoy you more as it goes on, though. Probably, I feel like, I feel like um, it's it's all a bit rough though, because like I say, I was confused at the start because I, I I thought it was Hawk, until he called him something else, and I went, wait, that's not Hawk then, and I went a few pages ahead and saw actual Hawk, and went, oh okay, yeah, he's got red in his costume, I guess, okay, um, but I mean, that's just, you know, yeah. you know what can I say? I, I I mean, for a rating, like a. Four, maybe a five, in that range. Pretty rough, but not, but not, not like a complete, you know, disaster zone. Like, yeah, four. I, I think, like, let's say the art was good. It'd probably be a six with the, again, just sort of kind of adequate and no more writing. But with the art dragging it down, we're doing it like a four. Fair enough. So, uh, 
Now you can talk about the Curse of Brimstone, number three, Justin Jordan and Philip Tan. Yeah. I'm going to start with the positive, because I have one positive about this book. Curse yourselves. No, no, this is a genuine positive. This does something that I feel more DC books, especially DC books, could do with, because DC books don't have recap pages. Mm. So this spends the first page just briefly going... You know, you know, the character runs and goes, hey, what happened? And it, it goes, oh, you, know, you turn into a monster, started fighting with the demon, and I hit you with a car. And I'm like, right, okay, I remember what happened at the end of the last issue now. Because I'd forgotten, obviously. And I thought, okay, maybe a little clunky and just, just asking what happened, but I appreciate the sentiment. I, I genuinely do. I think that's something that uh, I, I like, when, especially with the monthly books of wait, what, yeah. what happened a month ago. Just give us a recap so, page. I'd love a recap page. Uh, a recap page would solve it, but I appreciate them going, yeah, okay, we should probably work around uh, that. That's, right? a, that's his Didio's thing. He doesn't like marriages and he doesn't, he doesn't like recap pages. Yeah. I, I, I get that he may have a really bad marriage, and that's why he hates marriages, but I don't know what a recap page did to him. That he's, he's got this vendetta. I don't know. But, I, I think, I think he, uh, he missed an issue once and, and read the, the following issue, the one after, and the recap page spoiled it for him. <laughs> oh dear oh, the best we, I've got we shouldn't be making fun of Diddy without Matt that feels like we're bet- betraying him uh, alright what happened in the issue yeah. spell it uh, okay, uh, I, I don't know a lot of bollocks <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they're being chased by the demon chick the, the ice one as as she calls it here that demon chick um, I, think, I think she was called Hound I want to say hound. Um, woof, woof. Yeah, and uh, you know, so they're, so they're driving away in the car, and then eventually they stop because they they get to the salesman where they're, they're trying to get to. And he's like, "Well, come in." And and he's like, "Yeah, well, you, they're talking to each other now." And like, you know, that's a trap. It's like, "Yeah, I know, but I'm gonna go in anyway." He's he's got dad, so might as well. And um, they go in. He's got he's got the dad at knife to his throat. And actually, you know, he starts threatening. He does the little bit, you know, where they slit the edge of the throat in threatening, and which would be fine. It's cliche, but it's fine until they have the character point out that it's cliche. And he's like, "Well, I know it's cliche, but it's classic, right?" I'm like, well, you just ruined it. And I can forgive it if you if you just do it, right? It's not inspiring, but it's not insultingly bad until you draw attention to it. So that that annoyed me. Uh, but then, you know, he he goes all fiery and attacks, and the whole idea is, oh, you know, to to the he still needs to fulfill his end of the deal. Um, you know, his part of the deal was, uh, you know, you have to make the city, uh, give people a reason to come to this town. I think was that was the the bargain, and the idea is, well, you burn half it to ash, or mysteriously people will come and see what happened. So you should probably go do that. Um. The ice woman uh, freezes the dad, and then he explodes and shatters him, basically. Uh, so he, he's dead. Um, he's just like a, an ash. <laughs> Feel the emotion, in the, the passion in Connor's voice as he just sort of goes, so he's dead. But that's the thing. The guy barely even knows what he's doing. He explodes, and um, the sister's like, what, what did you do? And he's like, oh, uh, what, what happened? What did I do? And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, dad's dead, and he's like, oh shit. Did 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 he did she say hasta la vista, baby, before she exploded him? 
No, no, no. This is the thing. This was him, uh, Joe, the, the the brimstone. He exploded. All right, okay. And so he exploded and killed his dad. But he still shattered like, the T-1000, right? Well, no, it, it, that's the thing. It, it kind of... It, it, it kind of has a weird effect if he turns to ash. But he was in ice, so he should have shattered. Which is why it, it, it's murky. That sounds like nonsense. That sounds like nonsense, Clara. I don't like this. Literally... Fix it. I know, I don't either. Fix it. He's literally encased in ice. He explodes... And now he's a a pile of he's ash. He's like you know um like you know the after the nuclear stuff and you have like the shadows right on the wall. Yes. Imagine that, but he's still stood up. He's still ash like he, but he's ash like he's still like a fully formed figure though, just made out of ash now. And I, I assume he's dead, but he's still just stood there. Uh, that's not how ash works. I, 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 ash it, it falls. I, it's mystical ash though because he's a brimstone um, I got I, I got T1000 images in my head when you were describing it the first time and now you've completely shattered that illusion I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry you, you had the better version I'll be honest but uh, yeah basically it ends with them going yeah, they killed the salesman or she did I think she slit his throat or something and he's like yeah it's fine you can kill me I'm, I think I'm she in slit, places I think she slit his throat or something it, it, it's, it's a bit unclear. She slices at him, and I think it's his throat that gets slit. Like, I can't really tell, to be honest. Um, it, the art's a bit murky on it. But um, he's like, that's fine, kill me if you want. You won't win, because I'm in, like, eight other cities right now. Uh, doing his stuff. So, it's, so you know, it's fine. He'll be back. Uh, but they're like, yeah, it's, it's fine. We've got his car, and he's, we've got his ledger. So uh, we can go and stop him. Because he works for some, what were they called? He worked for someone. Like they had a name, uh, like some organization. I can't even remember what the name was now, to be honest. Uh, uh, just skimming to see if it pops up, but I'm I'm not seeing it. But he, he works for an organization. It was a really generic sounding name, which is why I can't remember it. Um, but who cares? They're, they're going to go and try and stop the organization doing any more of this by uh, beating the salesman to his places. So they're going to road trip, essentially, then? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, he's getting out of which, the town, which, then. Right, but... Because that was his whole thing, the first think... issue, is that he hates the town and he wants out of it. No, I agree. And uh, But part of me is like weird. The whole premise of the book is... Oh, this is all about you know small town rural America and how this, how you know the the big city doesn't care about them. Surely just going on the road trip kind of defeats the purpose of the book. Oh, seems weird to me. I'm still trying to skim to find this, but I, I, I'm assuming it's bolded uh, somewhere. The the name of this organization they usually do that, but um, it's not it's not jumping out at me. I don't think Connor's reading his book properly. I, th I think the patrons. I am. I'm just I'm forgetting the name because it's should, generic as shit. Should 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 get on Twitter and harass him for for this. Oh yeah. This slacking. I, I'm sorry. I didn't do research. There is no research on this yet. It's a month old. Oh, the Home Office. See, that's why it's really generic. They're called the Home Office. <laughs> oh dear. It's a it's a, a political division you know it's, it's it's a that's it just write the book put yourself out your misery what's what are you giving it that's a, 
A two. It's terrible. That that, terrible. that and Red but Hood were both twos. The, the the fact that even in I usually like Philip Tan well enough, but there are points in this art where I'm not even sure like exactly what happened. I'm like, did she slip the throat? Did she just smack him in the head? Like it's really unclear. The fact that I'm doing that in what should be a big moment is awful. All right. Okay, I guess that wraps up the books this week. Uh, it takes us out to pick out our favourite stuff of the week, which is something we do. We do our best panel slash moment, we do our best uh, art, best cover, and top five books of the week. Although this week it's actually only top four because we both only read four. Um, so, <laughs> it's a quiet week three is a weird now, right? Week three is a quiet. Uh, so, yeah, and also it's worth mentioning that next, next week three, which will not be the same week as Comic Con, we will want questions again. So, the questions that I didn't take this time, uh, I'll keep a record of them and I'll be wanting more come week three next month so be prepared for questioning and twi- twi- twittering me questions uh, on the DC Comics Twitter or on the YouTube comments that's also fine too um, so yes so uh, best panel slash moment uh, I'll jump in I think you sure? yeah uh, that one, if you want to. yeah you go on what's yours? Yeah, so my, mine's from uh, Brave and the Bold. It's uh, it's Alea and, and Balor standing uh, on either side of the page, uh, having their, their standoff before they fight. It's a phenomenal image, surrounded by flame. Yeah, I think I'm torn for I'm I'm kind of torn this week because I I feel like there's some big moments in Justice League, but I think I want to go for a quieter moment. Like I, I think I actually just want to pick the last moment of Batman uh, when he puts up his hand. Because uh, it's one of those things where you know it's coming, you know where this is going, and you knew where yeah. it was going for most of the issue, but it doesn't matter. The the point still hits. It still hits hard. So uh, I'll go with that. Uh, plus, Lee Week's art is also a good reason. Uh, best co- cover of the week. Um, I'll have to have a quick peek here myself. Do you have one at the ready? Yeah, there's some good covers. I think I, I think I might actually go with Brave and the Bold. I've never picked any of its covers before, but this has a really nice uh, layout to it. A real nice image composition with a. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, it kind of reminds me of like Star Wars posters as well. That that that, mm. that, that might be part of it. But I think I, I like I, it a lot. I think it's probably going to be Batman, uh, the regular cover. That that's probably my second choice. It's very good. Um, I don't have much of a strong vibe of any of them though this week, to be honest. They're all kind of... They're fine. They're the solid. But nothing's sticking out to me yeah. as well. That's definitely mine this week. But... Nah, yeah. uh, best art of the week. Uh, so we got Jimenez, uh, Mike Perkins, Lee Weeks. Obviously you get Liam Sharp, which is probably going to be your pick. <laughs> I'll be honest, it is. And I really love Lee Weeks. Lee Weeks is, is fighting for it. Like, if, if Sharp wasn't on the absolute top of his game here, Lee Weeks probably would have won. Yeah, Lee Week's win for me. Um, so we'll go to the top books of the week then. So it's only top four this week. Um, what's your top? What's your top five or four, as the case may be? <laughs> uh, Justice League, uh, Brave and the Bold, Green Lanterns, and then Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my number one's Batman. Number two is Justice League. Number three is Green Lanterns, and then oh, number four by default is Batwoman. The book you gave a six. Yes, yes. So yeah. I will like all three books. I, I had three really solid books. Three out of four ain't bad, but hey, I liked all four of mine. But there you go. So um, there you go. 
Very being good. positive. How, how do you get Cora to be positive on a podcast? You just make sure he doesn't read that much. Do you um, know what? This is what I said this last week. I actually had all my books read on time last week. I just, I, I wasn't here for other reasons, but I would have been really positive last week. I liked like most of my books a lot. I was like, of all the weeks for me to miss. Fiction, pure fiction. So no one will ever know. No one can believe you. Didn't happen. So that brings it ahead. Although I do have to tell you what's coming next week, actually. So let me just get yeah, my list quite, up. Quite a list, because everything is coming next week, apparently. Yes, well, starting off, Connor obviously won't be here, because Doomsday Clock number six is out next week. Don't say that. I'm working next Saturday as well, so I'm, I'm just if I if I get delayed, I'm screwed. Oh, 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 oh. oh that'll be so funny. Uh, but yeah, we got Doomsday Clock number six. We have Action Comics 1001. Four digits, man. I'm so not used to it. Uh, we got Justice League Dark number one. We have Detect- Detective Comics 985. Um, we're not going to do Wonder Woman, I don't think. We've got a lot of books anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, this is obviously the Orlando stuff, and it, it was a maybe until we realised just how much yes. there was. Uh, so we got uh, The Flash number 51. We have Green Lantern Corps, or Hal, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, number 49. Hal and Pals. Yes. Batgirl actually got pushed, so Batgirl's actually been moved. Uh, we actually forgot to mention that news. That's something I forgot to put in, now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, Batgirl 25 got pushed by three weeks. It's now week three next month, so at least there's one other book in week three next month. But still not a lot. But Are, are, we, are we having a, another issue? Because obviously it would have been twenty six. would have been week four. Um, they've not announced that uh, week four's like 20, issue twenty six has been delayed yet, but we'll see. Because uh, I'm just saying it might not, because obviously twenty five is a, a bunch of teams, right? Yeah. It's the the anniversary issue. Yeah. So maybe we'll have two in a row. May have two in a row. And also, uh, uh, we, we should just be grateful that we're getting something to talk about yeah. week three. What's actually funny though is that week five next month has Batgirl annual number two, so we could potentially have a Batgirl three weeks in a row if they don't That'd push the auto. It would be weird. But hey, you know, whatever. Uh, but week five, I'll, I'll be wanting questions as well because week five tends to. Uh, on, last week five was really busy. This week five coming up is a bit quieter though. So a few annuals. Not, not too bad. Um, but yeah, so Terrifics number six is coming out. Aquaman number 38, which should have been out this week, uh, get pushed to next week. So that's coming out. Uh, the final issue of Mira, Queen of Atlantis, is coming out. So me and Matt will be doing that. Me and Connor will be talking about the silencer number seven. And is the DC Beach Blanket Bad Guy special out next week? It is, but I doubt we're going to have time. That's fair. Um, it doesn't feel important enough to squeeze in with all that other stuff. But, I mean, not, it's not out. Not talking about ten stories from that. Yeah. So, But it's out. It's out next week if you're interested. But also coming out it that we, we will not be covering is Wonder Woman 51, Batman Beyond 22, Harley Quinn 46, and The Hellblazer number 24. So that's what's coming next week. Did, did, did you mention Teen Titans 20 is next week as well? Is it? <laughs> It is. We had this discussion like a, a week ago, and and, and we were because con- I think you originally thought it was Titans next week. Yeah, that's about it's, right. It's not because Titans isn't out either. But it's it, but Teen Titans twenty is. All and right. I know we were gonna try it, but I, I don't think anyone cares enough. If if I get past what my other what two four six eight past my other nine books, and I feel like reading. Teen Titans after that special that I did not like at all. Um, I'll see what I can do. But do you, do you know what the worst part is though? It, like I, I'm unlikely to get past my eight or nine books, whatever it is, because I'm in work all week next week. But if I did, and I'm like, right, okay, I can read an extra one. I'm probably going to try Wonder Woman 51 before I try Titans Teen Titans 20. That's fair. That's fair. 
But there you go, that's what's coming next week. But hey, just Doomsday Clock, just leave Dark alone. Oh, the big yeah, heavy, big week. Heavy, heavy hitters. Big week next week. So, yeah, that is us. So, thank you very much for listening or watching. We appreciate it loads. Of course, you can support the show, as we mentioned earlier, with patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. You can go over there, uh, give us just a dollar. That would support us a greater deal. Um, and, of course, you can go higher than that as well if you want. Bonuses such as the monthly episode, which is in the $5 tier that me and Connor do, where we talk about a trade or a collection of some kind. Um, this month's is going to be JLA The Nail, and that should be sometime next week I think um, but I think we've got it planned for next week yeah. I think we do I think it's on the schedule uh, so that's that's coming uh, so you can check out that of course if you, if you can support us financially on Patreon of course you can just like, subscribe, comment all these other things they all help uh, and keep the show going and uh, hopefully spread us out to more people and make more people take notice of the of the, the high standard of quality to which you have all come accustomed to I feel like that's accurate that is uh, that is episode 113 of Comics from the Multiverse. So get us on at DC Comics Podcast on the Twitters. You get me at Wibble89. You get Matt at Matt of Steel 57. Connor's over there at Connor Ryan 94. Uh, but that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching. Don't watch anything. Keep reading DC Comics. <laughs> so the worst part of that is you said watching. Like you started to say reading. Yeah. And you changed your mind to yeah. the wrong one. Mm hmm. Yep, it's been that kind of day. Uh, I'm really hungry. I've also got dishes to do, and I have to go and edit and export this this, this silly podcast that we call we we call uh, uh, a program. We call it a show. Um, mm. When really, I think we're being a bit generous to ourselves, aren't we? Yeah, it, it really, it's the idiots sit down and talk about silly books with, with colours in them. Uh, but that's about it. That's us, guys. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Uh, and always remember to never get lost in the speed force. Thank you.